ever since I I had to get a new I had to get a new iPhone I had to get a new iPhone like a little on um, almost a year ago now for some strange reason it just doesn't um it doesn't like to pair right away what are you pairing it like with? It oh, you have, you have oh you have Bluetooth head uh, earphones yeah with my with my hair with my ear with my, well no my earphones my okay. headphones whatever the hell they are the phones that's what it is. <laughs> The things on my head, the stuff I listen through. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't prescribe to the notion of using wireless earbuds. I prefer the old wired type. They don't yeah. get lost because they're super small. I wouldn't trust them outside my house. Well, I'm using headphones. I'm not using earbuds. Oh, but they're still wired. They're still Bluetooth. They're still wireless. Well, yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. they'd only cost me a hundred bucks, and they were from Bose, and I was like, "Yeah, I want them." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but they sound Sometimes, good, right? Yeah, like I said, I, I if anything, I should go see if I could get another pair. Jeez, um, just to like trade off. It was so funny. I bought another pair of headphones that you know technically I should be able to use. Well, it was funny when I switched phones. Um, the the phone I have now has no place to put an ear a, a headphone port, so I'm like kind of like okay, well I guess that's not happening anymore. I guess it's going to have to be Bluetooth because they're not giving me a choice. Well, they have the they still make the ones where you can plug into the lightning port. Yeah, I guess, but then I'm charging in the meantime, so I guess I. Can oh yeah, you can't yet. charge. At the same time, yeah, really. I'm not charging, but that's okay. It's it, uh, it's all right. All right. So I I, I heard I, I saw something. Uh, uh, I I do have some an a amusing way to start the show. Well, a couple of amusing things for as we start in the show today. Um, okay. So I, you know I. You know, so over the weekend, the WWE was doing their Elimination Chamber show in Saudi Arabia. And uh, so so Goldberg was there, you know, and they had about 35, 40,000 people. And I'm, I'm always amused by the fact that somehow you get 35,000, 40,000 Saudi people from Saudi Arabia chanting, but chanting for a chanting and and. and and uh, being a and and worshiping a, a, a superhero with with a with a last name like Goldberg, mm-hmm. you know, irony. Yeah, I, well, yeah, it's like that's not something you hear every day. No, uh, at least not in a good way. But uh, just crazy. Uh, but but the other thing is, as long as we're on kind of news of the sports for a second. Uh, this from Reuters from the Olympics, now that it's over. Uh, cross-country skier suffers frozen penis in, in mass start ranks. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the men's 50-kilometer mass start race at the Beijing Games was shortened to 30K km, but that did little to help Finland's Remy Lindholm who need a heat pack at the end of the race to thaw out a particular sensitive body part. Uh, after spending just an hour and 16 minutes traversing the course in the howling, freezing winds, and leading to his penis becoming frozen for the second time in, in a cross-country skiing race, following a similar <laughs> incident in Ruka, Finland last year. 
here's a quote. Here's a quote from. You can guess which part, which body part was a little frozen when I finished. It was one of the worst competitions I've been in. It was just about battling through. Uh, where the organizers worried about frostbite during the during the race, it was delayed by an hour and shortened by 20 kilometers. The the thin suits and underlayer was worn by racers, as well as the plast the plasters to cover their faces and ears offered little protection. Uh, Lindholm explained that he had used a heat pack to try to thaw out his appendage mm. once the race was over. Uh, when the body parts started to warm up after the finish, it was unbearable. Uh, that's that's all we got. But it was apparently so. It wasn't frostbite. It was just probably didn't frozen. Does he have to see a doctor? I am. I, I don't. It does not say. Oh wow! It it does not say. Yikes! Uh, it, the, the the article does not extend that far. <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, they couldn't stretch it out, huh? Nope. Yeah. Uh, well, we need some more hard facts in this uh, story. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, hard hard was trying to get problem, trying to get ahead of it now. <laughs> I don't think hard was the problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think yeah, that I think hard was to, well, hard was the problem in a different way for once. Mm. You know, I don't know. Oh my God. Is that what I mean? What at that point are we just talking about shrinkage? Because it's like, well, no, it's not even shrinkage. It's frozen. Yeah, they, they could be that could be a wrinkly problem. That could be a wrinkly problem. Mm, you know, I don't know. It might, it might swell into something. Ivan, are you traveling or what are you doing? Uh, I'm uh, picking up some stuff from the car, mm. you know. So, yeah, because uh, I uh, I gone into the house and I forgot my Mexican food. Ooh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mexican food. What's the over under on us here at Ivan Poot on the show tonight? Uh, basically, I didn't have any beans, so not at all. I had three tacos, so I played it safe. Okay. My wife definitely. Uh, I, I, I still, I still believe we're <laughs> the Putin. Yeah, my wife. That's another thing, man. <laughs> the the Putin and the Tootin, but uh, mm. it's not even Taco Tuesday. It's Monday. Today's not Taco Tuesday. Hey, you can have tacos on Monday. There's no law. It's a free country. Yeah, well, if I want Taco uh, Monday, it's Taco Monday. There you go. Well, it, 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 it sacrilege. Oh, that's what you sacrilege. What do you mean? I, I don't have to wait till Tuesday to have Mexican. I but you Mexican. only have a couple of hours. <laughs> you could have waited till the next day. I mean, it's not like we're talking about like early. You know, like oh, okay, you had it early in the day. We're talking about like okay, you just had it now. It's but like, you want dinner before you go to sleep. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't go to sleep. I don't know, go to sleep till what? Four in the morning? What time do you usually go to sleep, Ivan? Oh, my God. That depends. Uh, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm gigging, I'm not in bed. Till when, before, when a night you're not, you don't have to be up for work, what night do you usually go to sleep? Eh, usually, usually in bed by about 11, 12. Yeah, me too. Yeah, usually about 12 o'clock. Yeah, usually around midnight, uh-huh. unless I unless I get engaged in something, and then it's like, okay, I went down a rabbit hole, and now I'll, I'm discovering all this oh, new shit. Oh, is that what you're calling it when you and Julie get together now? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> a rabbit hole. Okay, well. Well, you know, people, people make the expression of going down a wormhole, you know, 
Well, I went down a rabbit hole because I'm a bigger guy, so I need a bigger space to warm down in. Something like that. That don't make no sense. Close anyway. So, anyway. Ivan, you were gone uh, last week. I hope uh, Julie's doing better. How, how have you been? I've been doing uh, better now. It was a it was a pretty rough start to the week because uh, Julie uh, ended up pinching a nerve in her back, so that uh, that had her off her feet for almost a week, and had to go to the emergency get that straightened out, uh, and basically you know just uh, became became super guy and just took care of everything for her while she uh, you know got taken care of, and then in fact. Uh, in fact, the night of the in fact the night of the sh- that I was supposed to have been on the show and everything, I was actually in the middle of, of taking care of her. We were at the hospital, so um, so that's why you know everything just kind of got lost there. And sorry about that, but she's doing better. She's walking. She still has a few issues, and uh, there's just some. Uh, there there might be some surgical intervention in the very near future, but we're weighing out our options. And uh, aside from that, everything else is just uh, rolling right along, man. I mean, she, 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 you know, we, you know, we got out today for a little bit, and uh, we went to check out our local uh, taqueria. You know, we had one right down the street, only three blocks away. Yeah, talk about being in a new area and just discovering all the new food and all the new this and all the new that. And I'm just like, dang, we have got. We have got five Mexican restaurants within a two-mile radius of our residence. Five. Okay? Not to mention uh, uh, four four pizza places, three all-American diners, uh, and... Two turtle uh, doves? Two Chinese Chinese restaurants? Uh, We have have three Chinese restaurants by us. Oh. Yeah, so we we we've got we've got a Chicago hot food. dog stand to boot. Let me see a hot dog stand around here. Let me see. Uh, no, nothing in the way of a hot dog stand. But I, we I do got where I was going. But we do got a but we do got a new shrimp joint coming in. Uh, and and one I'm, shrimp joint. Got it. <laughs> yeah, got one shrimp joint coming in around the corner from our house. So, yes. Uh, do they use real shrimp joints? Those would be small. Well, no, you can't smoke a shrimp joint. Well, because it's too wet, you can't roll it, and it won't light up, and it won't actually smell very good anyway. But you know, wouldn't no, that be can't... a blunt, not a shrimp? No, no, no. Not a joint. A blunt, yeah, a, bl- a blunt. You know, would be an opinion if you wanted to insult somebody. Oh no, no, not that kind of blunt. Uh, you're talking about the ones rolled up. In tobacco leaf, yes, those little things. I don't care for those, really. Uh, I mean, they're okay once in a great rare, but not as a not as a not as a dish, you know. <laughs> I, I like my I like my uh, I like my, my my marijuana straight up. So you know, <laughs> no, I don't like them wrapped up in tobacco paper because then you're still smoking tobacco, and I just don't care for tobacco. So, <laughs> which is strange. You never smoked you know? that regular like. Regular cigarettes? No, never got into that at all. Never got into that at all. In fact, I could, I can probably count on both my hands how many times I've had a cigarette in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a cigarette smoker. Uh, so aside from the 
Julie's health issue that's been resolved or being resolved and yeah, uh, finding new food places to try out. Yeah, and uh, well, aside from that, uh, getting uh, my financials in order and, uh, you know, getting things, you know, when you move to a new place, you you end up bleeding money. You end up eating all kinds of cash. It's crazy. But now, you know, the the, the, uh, dust is settling and it's just, you know, it's just a matter of maybe in another couple of months, uh, we should be fiscally, you know, adequate i guess that would be the best way to put it that's and, when you go um, to like the dollar store and like buy every utensil and everything you need for a buck because you realize well, yeah like, no no you're right you're right and you know i mean that uh, shit will bleed you dry all by itself it's like a baking pan of this well, yeah, and, yeah, that, it's and, a, it, you know, and, and then you go in and it's a fucking addiction because you're kind of like this is all so fucking cool and it's cheap you know, uh, you know, you want to get the. Oh, that's that's not usually the problem. The problem is, like, for just, example, just getting essentials, right? Well, yeah. Or like you're doing a recipe, and they're like, "You need a this," and it's like, "Why the fuck would I have that?" And it's like, okay, I gotta go to the dollar store and go buy that shit again. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go ahead and get myself, you know, some uh, some whisk, or go ahead and get myself something that I would probably never use right. for anything else. You know, oh, okay, yes, I'm going to use this thing that looks like a pipe cleaner to clean out straws, but I'm only going to use this one time. So do I want to invest a whole dollar for such a nonsensical thing? Uh, I mean, I'm not making professional grade, like, Sundays and shit. The one dollar ice cream scoop at the Yes, I don't need the uh, I don't need the Hamilton Beach uh, Reverbomatic uh, 5000 where, you know, I can get 40 different uh, settings to make all kinds of things. That's right. Carrot juice, tomato juice. Yeah, oh, they I can don't have those everything. There. That, that they don't have there. But like, no, they don't they, have none of that but there. Like but I'm saying sheets like ice yeah, cream scoopers. Yeah, pan, yeah, you got everything that that's stuff. in them. Yeah, you know, all, you, you're not careful. That's aluminum. Sh- right. Huh? All that yeah. shit. You're not careful. That'll cost you a small fortune if you're not going to the dollar store. Well, yeah. Well, the thing about it is, yeah, you go to the dollar store. They got everything that's aluminum, everything that is paper, everything that is plastic, everything that is knockoff city, you know, <laughs> which which cracks me up because then you get the $1 places that have actual food in them, you know, like – you know, just like, you know, yeah. hi, we can go ahead and give you a box of cereal, but the box of cereal measures uh, six by one. Ivan, are you still outside? I'm hearing cars go by. Yeah, I'm still outside. I'm, I'm still walking. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm walking and I'm talking and I'm walking and I'm talking. All this right. is a live show, man. Let's live it. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, I just I wanted to talk to you guys while I was sitting here. And uh, here we go. There we go. We'll make our way back to the studio here. Murder to the house. Back his way back to the studio. Yes. Mild manner Ivan, Ivan Rivero makes his way back to the studio and then he becomes Cheese Ball. <laughs> cheese Balls. Yeah, cheese Balls. Hey, speaking yeah. of food. What? Speaking of food, I did have one other thing. From the street.com. Ooh, uh, Burger King apparently is making its biggest, priciest burger 
ever. Uh, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, it will not be here in the states. It's going to be over in Japan. Well, beef you're is expensive over Japan. You're talking anyway, about the so. one that's going to be four patties. They called it. Yeah, they're calling it the King Yeti Super One Pound Beef Burger. Four <laughs> patties. Four patties. Six slices of cheese. Uh, it's basically going to be in American dollars. We're talking about 15 bucks. Wow. Well, yeah, <laughs> except okay. beef is more expensive over there in Japan. It's, uh, let's see, four 100% beef patties, six slices of Gouda cheese. Wow. Caesar Damn, sauce. Damn, that's a, that's, a, that's a thick cheese, though. Uh, a, a Caesar sauce, pickles, onions, and a combination of Parmesan and Cambrai cheeses on a brioche bun. Damn. That's some expensive cheese, too, that you're using there. Yeah, that's, that, that, uh... that Gouda cheese is not cheap. Well, it's not, like, it's not like American cheese. Yeah, you know? can be, well, can be a, can be a red and, parm, you know, Parmesan, okay, a little bit inexpensive, but Cambrai is not inexpensive. But, yeah, 15 bucks for this thing, but it's only available right now. It's only going to be available right now in um, in Japan. <laughs> I bet you Japan's the test market for it. Let me just flash in the pan novelty thing, probably. Yeah, it could be. Well, they say it's the Yeti. I don't know. Maybe there's a a promotion thing happening for this thing. Well, I assume there is over in Japan, but like I said, here it's it's non-existent. So, I mean, yeah. you know, they're they're not doing it here. It's just well, there we okay. He's gone. But oh, we uh, lost Ivan. We lost Arvin, our foreign correspondent from outside. For getting tacos, yeah. Yeah, well, he had to run for the border, and now he'll have to run for the bathroom later. Right. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, I... Wow. There we go. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Welcome back. So, so yeah. So, uh... So, as far as, as far as that's concerned, man, yeah, that's... That's a that's a that's a heartache that's a heart attack on a plate, man. What, would you would you spend fifteen dollars on a burger, Mike? Yeah, I just well, I just spent ten dollars at um, Texas Roadhouse the other day. So, I mean, Did that's you? just okay. like an entree. I mean, obviously that's it comes with fries, but uh, right I, for well, a burger I mean. like that, for a burger, I, I I wouldn't pay for a burger like that. No. No, no. I mean, no, not me either. I just have a water. Uh, I don't need a four patty, six slice well, of cheese, heart attack machine. I, I wouldn't try it. No. No. I do feel like I have actually reached the, the 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 period of my life where things that I look at that I used to sit there and go, "Oh, I totally gotta try that." I'm now sitting here going, eh, "Not so much." I mean, they look cool, but it's like. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Nah, I'll pass on that. You know, like, like there's this guy on on Instagram. He's the beer, some bearded doe guy, and he's constantly got stuff where literally, I'm like, I'm looking at the stuff, and I'm like, once in a blue moon, there's something where I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I do that. Like usually it's dessert, but you know, like the food, food, my like, eh, no. 
No, that's a little over the top for me now. Like, yeah, that's, that's extreme. I, I, I think ten. I think I think I've gotten to that age where I'm like, that's a heart attack on a bun, and it's not really gonna get. I'm not gonna get the nearer satisfaction I used to get out of it when I when, once upon a time. It, no, it is sad I agree. though. No. It is sad though, because once upon a time it'd be like. So let me see if I understand this correctly. You're gonna put bacon and mac and cheese on a burger. And you're gonna deep fry it. Sold. Where do I get it? Now I'm like, okay, that's really cool. I'm not touching that. Not without a defibrillator and like something, you know, people there to revive me or something. Or you know, well, it's okay know. that you're becoming less and less adventurous in your older age. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't want to get old. No, neither do I. Well, I don't want to be like. I don't want to be like, you know, where where certain individuals are, where, you know, he walks both ways in without shoes in the snow or whatever it is. Well, you know? yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, you don't want to. I don't want to watch Boomer Vision. Boomer Vision? Why do you want to watch Boomer Vision? Exactly. <laughs> so, 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 Ivan, I have a yeah. question for you. Did you get to see halftime from the Super Bowl at all, or no? No, I didn't get a chance to. I was okay. about to, but I was about to, and I had to. Uh, I had to be elsewhere. So, but on the other side of the coin, a lot of hating, a lot of hating on the halftime show. Mm. A lot of hating, a lot of. Uh, yeah. A lot of derogatory, a lot of negativity, a lot of, uh, oh, you know, what kind of, okay, I'm going to put it right with it. Is it people young? What kind of shit is this? You know? I mean, when did, it be, when did it become Yo! MTV Raps? I mean, I could go into like dozens of dialogue about the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I was just curious because Mike and I were Mike and I were talking about it last. Yeah, week we did the full breakdown last week. We did yeah. a full breakdown on it, but I, we he and I had different differing opinions. He, he was like, "Oh, Ivan hasn't seen it," and I'm like, "No, nah, I bet by the time we have him next week, we have Ivan next week, he'll have seen it." And so oh, apparently, no, 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 I have no, no, lost. No. I'm glad I didn't bet you. I'm glad I didn't bet you, Mike. I'd have lost. Why? I'd have lost. I'd have lost the bet. Why would you have lost the bet? to finally get some kind of uh, bigger recognition than in their initial, you know, sensibilities. I mean, way bigger. And uh, just the fact that everyone made such a fucking fuss about the whole thing, it just had me shaking my head. I'm thinking, people, really? I mean, everybody freaked out about our shows, I mean, our music and all this other stuff. I mean, when have we lost, when have we lost our, 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 our open minds to this whole thing? You know, it just, it just, it, 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 it amazes me. 
And not only that, the fact that they weren't even fair about the whole thing, looking at it from the musical aspect that it was. But, I mean, people were taking shots at uh, 50 Cent's weight. They were taking shots at how old and haggard some of them looked. And, you know, and, and, and like I said, the list goes on and on and on. And it's like, you know something? You know, you guys, you know, a lot of people are just pissed off because it was literally an all-black show. And No, it wasn't. You know, you know like I said, but I said literally, not completely. Okay? Well, and, literally means... Never mind, but well, with with the exception of obviously of of Eminem. Okay, well, yes, Eminem, but at the same time, Eminem got his craft from from that from that uh, you know sensibility that is black. So you know, so I have to count that, and uh, so it comes down to this. Uh, yeah, we've had halftime shows in the past that were blockbuster, you know, Prince, you know, and, 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 and so many others, uh, Bruno Mars. Okay. Yeah. You've had some that were great. You had some that were, eh, you know, mediocre, especially the earliest ones. But now, you know, you, you know, the halftime show is just, has become as much of a, uh, Excuse me. It's become as much as uh, an appearance for artists and such as, say, any big show and such. And it is big. And yeah, ratings were up. It was uh, like hadn't been this high for like four years, five years. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, it was a and good ratings. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a good ratings thing. Why? Because it's reimagined for the now. It's re- It was reimagined. For the in the moment, and then it was also reimagined in a way that, yeah, okay, we got two teams, and I know the Bengals. I have to give it to the Bengals. Uh, you know, they did. Yeah, have- no Susanna Hops either. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, the Bengals, and- the the Cincinnati uh, team, Jeff. Not the- well. What it is a manic Monday. What do you want? Walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. Well. Okay, so, uh, and uh, as far as L.A. was concerned, yeah, I mean, they, 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 got off, they got off and running in the early part of the game. And then the Bengals came from up behind and said, okay. And I got to, like I said, I got to the first half of the, uh, the Super Bowl before I was, you know, pulled away. And I got the, you know, the halftime show as a matter of replay. And, uh, <clears throat> and so... For me, yeah, let's just hope that the movement to make relevant entertainment, you know, during the halftime show. But, yeah, again, like I said, uh, this halftime show, out of a lot of the halftime shows, even the uh, even the, uh, the, the, the wardrobe malfunction, I don't think it's drawn this much attention to the halftime show. Uh, or as big mm. as the, or as big as the um, wardrobe malfunction, okay? But not without the same results. I mean, here it is. FCC got all fucked up about it. Now we just got people who will say, "Well, dang, why do we do that? Why do we do that halftime show?" 
I mean, what were they trying to prove with that? What were they trying to express with that? And personally, for me, I think they would just uh, go on ahead and say, hey, it's, you know, the, the, the talent deserves to be here. And let's face it, these five these five gentlemen who are out there, they're uh, all – Mary J. Blavish, not a gentleman. Well, I'm saying, but I'm t- well, that's a different thing. I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about the rest of the – Talk about the rest of the men. Yeah, Mary J. Blige, I thought she was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got Well, no the other thing is, too, I mean, it's it, it all had one component together, which is it's pretty much, you know, the songs that Mary J. did were all connected to the fact that we're talking about Dr. Dre. Because Dr. Yeah. Dre produced that particular album. So, I mean, really, in reality, in every aspect of it, it was connected to Dr. Dre. Hey, did you have any? Uh, have Have you had any gigs lately? Oh, I've had yeah. I had a um, I had a gig uh, yesterday, Sunday. Uh, I was at the Logan Arcade and I was on live on uh, Twitch. We had some technical difficulties thirty minutes into the show, but then once uh, that difficulty was rectified, then yeah, I was on for the remaining five and a half hours last night. And uh, yeah, and it was our eighth anniversary of Logan Arcade. Yay, Logan Arcade. And of course, you know, to the Bad New Babes, to the Bell and Chime girls, uh, to uh-huh. Nikki, to, to Tina, to uh, Melissa, to uh-huh. all of the girls and all of the pinball girls who come down to Logan Arcade, all of the teens. And by the way, I uh, also want to mention that Twisted Hippo, as you might have seen in the uh, in the news you know, caught on fire last night, which uh, we're associated, you know, Logan Arcade is associated uh, with Twisted Hippo because they curated uh, a, a, a number of uh, machines and such. I mean, they had a, they had a, they had a, you know, a number of consoles uh, and, you know, pinball games and uh, video games. And unfortunately, very, there were very few injuries, thank God. But the uh, the entire Twisted Hippo space is destroyed, uh, along with everything within it. So uh, there's a GoFundMe, everybody, and there's a link online, you know, GoFundMe for the Twisted Hippo. Whatever you can give, every little bit helps to try to get all the workers that are working there, get them a put to stand on, get them something to help them rebuild the space. <clears throat> and everything and unfortunately uh like i said a number of our consoles got burned up in the fire which is a shame but even bigger what would have been a bigger shame had people just gotten hurt which thank god we didn't get into that but anyway yeah that was the news from yesterday as far as um uh, the set was concerned did a sweet i did a soulful by the bowlful and uh it was really good had a really good time uh good 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 uh Good show on Twitch. Everything was clean, and we're getting back into the swing of Did things. Did the bull have Quisp? Huh? Did the bull have Quisp? Did the bull have Quisp? Of course yeah. it has Quisp. I okay. don't like Quisp, but I love Quisp, though. How about Quisp Count Chocula? Did it have Count Chocula? Or, or was it like Honey Nut Cheerios? What kind of bull? No, not as much Honey Nut Cheerios. I would have to say... Count chocolate. I would have to say Quisp. I would have to say uh, uh, corn pops. You know, although although 
uh, I found that frosted mini wheats are addicting. Okay, I mean, you know, yeah, if you ever guys just felt like dry cereal, uh, and 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 if you're eating dry cereal, you'll be out of the box. What's your favorite dry cereal? Do you have one? Honeycomb. Honeycombs. Okay, Jeff. Mm, dried. Yeah, just you know, right out of the uh... box. I'm gonna snack on some cereal, and if I'm gonna snack on some cereal, what is that cereal I'm gonna snack on? You know, any cereal you could want. Now it, it's changed. Now, now it would be crackling oat bran. Okay, crackling oat bran. Okay, fair enough. Gotta get your that, fiber in. You know what? That shit tastes better than you think. I mean, <laughs> like it's it's addictive crack shit. You know, okay. um, I wasn't a big because. It's like I had the same reaction you did. Mike went, oh, well, great. I'm like, can I taste one? Because my, one of my family members <laughs> bought it. And I'm like, this shit's good. Hey, I'll tell you it's something. Got like, it's got like a level of sugar that's like, and it's crunchy. And it's like, oh, okay, this will work. Well, no, it's just like it's just like Special K, especially when I go into the chocolate Special K or if I go into the, like the fruited or the nutted uh Special K boxes of cereal. You nutted on the Special K? You're a sick bastard. I know, I'm a sick bastard. But yes. <laughs> and then I stuck it in my mouth with a spoon. But anyway, all I know is, um, yeah, I, I, you know, with the, with the, uh, the, you know, the almonds and the clusters in there, and then they got the fruited ones that you get the, um, you get the, the strawberries in there or, or the blueberries in there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I like Special K and I like, I like those. Um, you know, and, uh, one, one thing I used to, one, one I used to like a lot, but most people probably don't even remember it. Kicks. I remember kicks. No, kicks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I liked kicks, you know, it, 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 you know, just, you know, it was like, it was like, uh, uh, tricks, but without all the colors, you know, it was just like the mm. neutral, the neutral flavor. <laughs> You know. See, like once upon a time, like Captain Crunch would have been the go-to, but Captain oh. Crunch sometimes, if you eat too much of it, yeah, it's coarse. Then, like it it's gets kind of coarse, and it's like, eh. and, yeah. and yeah, like Cocoa Puffs yeah, they, is they nice. They still make they still make kicks, Ivan. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check in on that. Yeah, I haven't had sheesh. I haven't. <laughs> check this. Check or, your local grocer. Or life, life's life isn't bad. Life's not bad either. That, you know, no, I like life. Be a winner like at the life. game of life. Yeah, no, it's like Mikey. Life. What? Right? Isn't Mikey? Wasn't Mikey all about life? Cereal. Life? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, let's get Mikey to eat it. Hey, right, Mikey, do you want it? I don't want it. Do you mm-hmm. want it? Let's get Mikey. He hates Somebody should have done a spoof on that for for like a bad. Like if I did like funnier diets, like where's Mikey now? Hey, this push, this push, this 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 girl's rotten. It smell it smells horrible. What are we gonna do? Hey, let's get Mikey. He eats everything. Um, <laughs> it's you know, I mean, yeah, the damn cereal commercial <laughs> through my through my. Uh, it smells ooh. like fish, but Mikey likes it. You know. Um, hey, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> Yeah, if it's fish, it's a dish. If it's cold, oh, gosh. Yes, hey, um, what? Just so, because we haven't done any of this in a while, but so Variety has a list of like some of the big movies for next, for this year. And I thought, 
I, I thought, let's go through them for a second. I'm just kind of curious to see if it's a yay or nay about whether or not you'll go to a theater to see it. Okay, fair enough. You, you got you, – you good, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so technically this past week was Uncharted. Supposedly did $44 million, which is impressive. It's based on the PlayStation video game. Oh, is it that what it is? Okay. Yeah. But it was – yeah, so that was the Tom Holland thing. I'm, that's probably a no for me. The next thing they list – Ironically, and I think I already know the answer to this one, is Batman. Yep, bought my tickets. You bought your tickets? Ivan, is that a yay or a nay? Yay, I'd go. Yay, I'm, I'd still go. Humming, I'm still humming and hawing about whether or not, because really in reality, Batman's going to be on in 45 days on HBO Max. So... Uh, I mean, although, it depends on how fast you want it, so you know. But right, no, again, well, again, this goes back to... You know, how crazy are people going to be with all this stuff with the COVID stuff? I mean, I know they're talking about lifting mask mandates and all this stuff now. And it's like, great, that's just what I need is a bunch of – to be in the in, the, in an overpacked theater with a bunch of people well, like fine, that you where there's mean, no – you know, well, I, I'm just not there. I mean, well, um, I mean, okay, now that would be to the case in point just for a few seconds and then we'll get back to the subject. Uh, you know, last night, you know, yeah, I'm I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in an arcade. I get 80 people in my arcade. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, not not talking, not, not talking to bar back to servers, the waitresses, and mm-hmm. the management and stuff. Okay, so yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, we you know we we keep the strictest of situations over at Logan Arcade. I mean. You you, you, you got to have a card. You got to be masked the whole time. The only time that mask comes out if you're drinking or if you're in your group around your table and everything is like kept up and it's immaculate. You know, I mean, we got cleaning teams once every 15 to 30 minutes, you know, going around cleaning things off. And uh, so far, so good. But that I can only give you that account of that place. Now, if right. this were as stringent as that I would be more likely to attend right. some place than, than, than say, a, a, another place where already, even though they lift up the mask mandate, I can still walk in with my mask and be just like, no big sure. fucking movement. But so looking at it from that point of view, uh, yeah, there are certain things that can be addressed, but it depends on where you go. Okay, back to Batman. And, yes, I'm probably going to see it, Jeff, and you say no on that. I don't know. Again, it, it, it part of it, it again, part of it is you know I hate to say it asses the amount of asses and elbows, and I want to and I and I and I want to I want to limit that. Just catch so, a weekday no, matinee. No, I can't say I blame you, my man. I can't say I blame you. Well, I mean, I, I like for example, you know, I went to I when I went to see Spider Man, I thought I had picked a good time, and you know, again, this was a local theater. Now, everybody had masks on at the time, but literally everybody was on top of one another. And I'm, like, just sitting there going, no. I'm like, no. I I mean, now, in fairness, I wasn't, thank God. But, you know, there was enough where I was, like, sitting there going, you know, I was just kind of looking at it from the perspective of if there's no mask mandate and they're all practically sitting on top of each other, like back in the day, it's like, yeah, I don't know. And uh, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of making it an open invitation. And, and that, right. And, the, and then the fact that you never know, 
You never know. Right, they exactly. And they could be wearing their mask, but they might not be vaxxed. I'll, I'll, I'll probably try to figure out a way to go see Batman, but I, it may not be immediately. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I can't imagine... I, I, I already can imagine that the answer to this, which is apparently they're doing a Downton Abbey New Era movie in, in March. I'm thinking that's a no for most downtown of us. Downtown Abbey, the next generation. Downton, <laughs> not downtown. Not not downtown. Downton. Downton? Yeah. Uptown Abbey. We are going to the Uptown Abbey. No? Yeah, that's... No. Uh, uh, no yeah, I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> let's see. So there's something called... Uh, something called The Lost City. Apparently, this is a Ryan Reynolds and... It's Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock, and Daniel Radcliffe. The best way to explain it is it kind of reminds me of, like, The Jewel of the Nile or Romancing the Stone. Ah, but a bit more sci-fi. So, so, is it so a little bit more sci-fi? I don't I think know it is, yeah. That. Isn't there okay, one that okay. Ryan Reynolds has coming out that's kind of sci-fi? Where he almost almost has, like, a laser sword? Or is that some other film? I don't know. That might be something well, else. If, yeah, you okay. say, if, you're saying that, if you're saying that, Jeff, I would say... You know, Indiana Jones would be closer to a description towards something like that, no? I mean, I can read the descriptor, which is, so it says, Comedy Adventure, Sandra Bullock plays Loretta Sage, a novelist who is kidnapped by eccentric billionaire, which is played by the Harry Potter guy, who believes she can find the treasure for her book's titular Lost City. Uh, Wanting to prove he's more than just a pretty face, Alan, Loretta's naive but hunky cover model, Sets out for outside, sets out for the jungle to rescue the author and help find the treasure. Yeah, well, like it also features it also features Brad Pitt. Okay, see right there from the descriptor. Um, yeah, it, it, it sounds like you're, you're you're yeah, just like you mentioned, like Romancing the Stone, just like uh, uh, you know all of those movies. But it also sounds a little like you know the old Harrison Ford. Uh, Indiana Jones, somewhat campy, somewhat plotty type of. Uh, I mean, would I want to see this in the theater? No, I think maybe I would like go ahead and either, you know, go for the discount or maybe I just might sit it out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, that, might be, that might be a no for me. I'm not sure what who's. Um, I'm not sure what um, studio is doing this, but I'm thinking it's. Again, some of it's going to depend too on on how things are are moving along. But I'm I'm thinking it's a pass for me. How about you, Mike? Yeah, yeah. it's a pass. Okay, yeah, it's a rental for me. Uh, yeah. So the next thing that gets brought up is is uh, Sony's Morbius movie. Apparently, it's coming out on April Fools. Haha, <laughs> jokes on us. Uh, okay. Again, this is this is part of their Spider Verse. It has come out supposedly that Tobey Maguire is going to be in this movie as Spider-Man, but okay. um, I don't know how a hundred percent that is for sure. But there's talk that he's in this movie um, okay. as Spider-Man. But right. and are they going to be following uh, a, a, a direct or remote plot line to the previous? Spider-Man movie where you had them come out on all three. This doesn't sound three. like they're going to have any more Spider-Man. It's not going to be like you know, oh, oh two, three Spider-Men show up in every Sony film. Yeah, you know that's not going to. I mean, if anything, 
the question is, is this connected to something like Venom or not? I don't know. Not likely, no. Um, I don't know. Again, I, I might have to uh, I have to think about it. Yeah. It's not that, a it's that, not that, a given that, for that, me. I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't find myself running to the theater for that one. No. Not no. Um, I mean, I mean, not, I'm not hating on it. Don't get me wrong, folks. Not hating on it. Just not enough to, for me to make an effort, pay that kind of money, deal with that kind of stress. If you know, with the whole COVID thing, you know, per Jeff, and the fact that you know uh, the storyline for what it is, you know, per Mike, and it's kind of like, nah, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I don't know. I, 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 I could see it on a rental. I could see it. When it streams later, I, I could wait on that one. I could wait on that. Speaking of, so so that brings us to a movie that I think that will do better than I I, I imagine, which is what? so apparently April eighth is the sequel for Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, my daughter's birthday. Hey, there's a um, there's a movie idea. I did see. I did see the original on, I can't remember what movie channel, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was much better than I expected. They had a lot of of trouble with that movie. I mean, No, just initially. I mean, that's right when the movie came out, like, right in, like, was it April or or March? Right when COVID was hitting two years ago? But they did have to, they had to redesign Sonic because they showed the trailer and... The fans hated the look of Sonic, so they changed it, and it worked. Right. Uh, this was, right. I, feel, I believe it came out right before the pandemic. This might yeah. have been like February, the big, yeah. the big hit before before the shutdown. Right. Right. Well, the, the last shutdown. movie. Well, that in, uh, was it was close to Onward. I remember that in 2020. That was the yeah, last film right. I saw before everything locked down. So. Mm-hmm. So again, so there's that on the eighth. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, April 15th. Eh. Uh, something called the, something called the Northman with, uh, Hmm. okay, this just looks like, okay, uh, follow up to his 2019 psychological thriller, The Lighthouse, uh, unless Alexander Skirkrand, who whose Emilith embarks on a quest to avenge his father, Ethan Hawke, and to save his mother, Nicole Kidman, some sort of Viking revenge tale. Damn, By the way, Ethan I, Hawke, man. That's a, long, that's a long time since I've heard Ethan Hawke. That's a name that I've not heard in a long time. By the long, way, long I mean, we're getting, a lot of, we're getting a lot of background from your... Background? From me? Yeah. What do you hear? I, I'm hearing stuff come back through your through your thing. Here, let me see. So, just so you're aware. Now? I don't know. Well, let's see. Yeah, I'm still hearing a little bit. Okay, that might be my heater out here. Let me go ahead and turn that off here. No, it's it's. I'm hearing me through your thing. That's weird. I don't have nothing. I don't have nothing on except you know I got you on speaker. Here, let me see if I turn Maybe my. Maybe that's why. Sounds good on my end. Okay, hold on. Let me uh. Maybe I need to turn down. How's that? Is that better? Oh, let's find okay. out. That better now? Test, 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 test. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that is better. Okay, great. 
No, no, right, no, no, Viking, the... no Viking stories uh, in my uh, future. Yeah. Um, no, no, let's no, see. No Viking stories in my future. Uh, I'm assuming May 6th, Doctor Strange. That's yep. probably a yes. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. The long-awaited Doctor Strange. May th- May twentieth is Legally Blonde three. I'm saying yeah, I'll wait on that probably. No, I've never seen either of those. I saw bits and pieces of the first one on cable, but I've, I've, se- never... I've seen I've, I've seen them both. And okay, to I enjoyed say, them. You know, I mean, they were they were good, but from when they recreated to now, might have not aged them well. So well, yeah. I mean, again, it's depends, a newer. It it's depends a... on what company you watch it in, and you know, for the certain subtle situations that, of the comedy of the day, which again, oh, you're talking about that, or you're talking about the current thing that's coming out. I'm assuming that they'll they'll make it, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'm just saying that I'm sure they'll probably try to mint to do that aesthetic. It won't be easy because it is that type of broad humor. You know mm. what I mean? You saw you saw what I did there, so yeah. But I'm bummed. So it comes. Oh, broad humor. Oh. Yes. Uh, oh, okay, okay, guys. All right. See. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, 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 that was a stinker. Okay, sorry, people. Anyway, uh, but no, and I don't think I'm. You know, I, I mean, sometimes you could. Extend a franchise much too far. I mean, two was about as good for me. I know three is going to be able to hold something like that up because we also got to figure two that it's later now, and you know, look, the climate has changed, the comedy situation. Yeah, it's been changed. what twenty years since the second one. Well, yeah. in fairness, though, it's they actually did, um, they did actually make it into a Broadway musical that was very successful too, as well. Okay, but see, but, you know, when you guys, okay, see, but the palette of the theater, you know, the theater palette. I know, I'm just saying that you're talking about, you're talking about, well, it's been 20 years, you're right. I I will tell you that there's been much done with the franchise in the 20 years since that time. Oh, oh, during that time. Okay, Okay, I understand what you're saying, right. Okay. I was unaware. Legally Blonde, the musical. Fair enough to say that uh, that that uh, that if it's still palatable in you know theater form, then they would have moved in with the times. Which then the, now the possibility of a three being a little bit more so has just entered into that equation. Now that you the legally blonde that. cinematic universe will the will the musical be canon still? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Next. <laughs> Who knows? That's Rogers the musical. I don't know. Um, the the next thing on the list is a movie that has been backed up twice, and quite frankly, given given how screwed up Paramount is, they really they really kind of need this movie, and they kind of need it to do really really well because frankly, in the world of streaming. They are sucking hind pit bad, which is, which is we finally get the Top Gun Maverick movie. Oh, it's this summer. Yeah, it's oh. this summer on. It's it's basically from what I can tell, it's Memorial Day weekend. 
I mean, I've heard stories that they're talking about doing a series off of this movie for Paramount Plus. Mm. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I just know that, you know, Paramount in is, is in a weird spot because, yeah, they have Star Trek, but they've really kind of, well, we'll talk well, about Star Trek later. The, but, they had but, their shareholders meeting last week. And they're changing their format. I think they're changing the name to Viacom from Viacom to Paramount. And they, right. they had like a shareholders meeting where they teased a bunch of new projects, uh, like five new shows from the dude who created Tombstone in 1883. And, and Tombstone. Oh, you mean Yellowstone? Yellowstone. I'm right. Sorry. I get those mixed up. We're going to get Doc Holliday. We're going to get uh, Val Kilmer. Cool. No, not Doc Holliday. was wrong one. Uh, the Dutton family from 1932 and other shows, and oh, but with um, season two of Star Trek Picard, and then uh, on was it in May we're getting Strange New Worlds, and we're getting obviously we're going to get another season of Discovery, but yeah, uh, Paramount is I don't know they did they've not been up to a lot of actual films, but this Top Gun thing I'm like I don't know I don't care anymore I mean I remember seeing the trailer and I remember not being like super blown away by it maybe just because well, Tom Cruise I mean we for years we talked about how Tom Cruise was just box office poison I don't think this role well, would, but, would would be well, enough I mean, I mean, and, the, had, and the numerous know, delays this well, movie yeah. I don't know he did all those Mission Impossible movies right. you know and he still I mean, is and he still is. He's still but, doing his own stunts, and, breaking his own bones and ribs, delaying the uh, production. You know, and just you know, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, self torture, but yeah, how many of these? Are, how many of these do we need? <laughs> well, the more because. Is, uh, but the irony huh? is, right now, is that they need, you know, in terms of movie Paramount needs a tentpole. Yeah, this was going to be it, term, but then COVID hit. Right, and and and. You know, the other, you know, the other tentpole that Paramount has, they don't get full control over, which ironically is, is stuff, is something that Mike holds near, holds near and dear, which is Transformers. Yeah, that's. And, and they, they don't have. They, they've they, delayed, they've finished filming this Rise of the Beasts, but that's getting pushed back again to 2023, which is causing a headache for Hasbro mm-hmm. because they want the toys to coincide with the release of the film. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and with so Toy Fair being, being tan- canceled this year, obviously because of COVID, but you're right. Paramount but, is uh, in a pickle right now. Right. Well, and the point being is it's not like Paramount can sit there and go, okay, they, you know, they're paying licensing rights. They don't have the ability to sit there and go, hey, you know what? We own this and we're just going to make on Paramount, we're going to make a Transformers lot of uh, Transformers show. They don't have that ability. Uh, they kind of wish they did. But they don't. No, you know Hasbro. Hasbro. Hasbro that, has a lot of creative control, obviously, because it's right. Their IP. Hasbro has creative control on well, that, yeah. and GI <laughs> Joe, and and all the stuff that they bring over, and it's good for them from a franchise perspective. Right. But the truth is, outside of Star Trek, the only other franchise off the top of my head that I can think of, besides the Transformers or GI Joe or something like that, from Paramount, from Paramount, is Mission yeah. Impossible. So, so really, they need Top Gun to kind of work. It's almost, it's almost to the point now where they're at the eleventh hour with this thing. 
Well, then, I don't know that, that they're there because keep in mind, you know, okay. CBS TV, CBS, T, you know, they still own a lot of cable channels and a lot of cable networks, and they do have a lot of programming from there. But what right, we're talking but, about. Yeah, but are they instituting that programming or, you know, how long are they going to sit on top of it until, you know, they get into a, a stretch like they're in right now? Right. Well, they just, they've they, moved. Go, go ahead, ahead, Mike. Uh, well, they don't want to just release it on Paramount Plus, although maybe that would be helpful to boost yeah. viewership. But right well, now they're doing that yeah, with 1883. Yes, but, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, okay, once you lock people in, to your channel, you know, you know the deal, guys. The trick is to make sure they stay there. You know how people's right. attention bands are and shit, you know, so you got to have to figure all of that in as well. You have this engaging television shit. You'd be busy, you know, uh, you know, going ahead and just, you know, playing it, you know, back to back, you know, and, you know, streaming it for, you know, the whole thing in one day. I, I got to take you care know. of something. I'll be right back. Well, so I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ivan. Yeah. One of the things about all of this is, you know, what some of these streaming services have been able to build off of. Like, you know, look, Netflix has had a ton of content that they have mm-hmm. built over the years, and, and and they gamble to that point where that's not been an issue. But you know, you right. you look at you look at what's being done by by the likes of Amazon and Disney Plus, which is they had certain types of content to bring a mm-hmm. certain type of viewership. Like, for example, Disney Plus were one of the biggest reasons why Disney Plus has been a success is they have they have Marvel and they have Star Wars. OK, right. That, and, that that's and, and you're and you're creating new content and and people want to see that. The, the, right. the, and, yes, and that is true. I totally agree with you on right. this. Right, and, and and the interesting part is they have a similar audience for Star Trek. The problem that they're having right now with said similar audience for Star Trek is right, is that right. the Star Trek shut the Star Trek stuff. And Mike will debate me on some of this, but a lot <laughs> of the Star Trek stuff that has been put out there just hasn't been that great, or making anybody sit there and go. Hey, I really need to buy this unless you're really a Star Trek fan, and and so that becomes uh, yeah, that. yeah, well, yeah, well, see, then see that doesn't generate, you know, that doesn't generate, you know, the the uh, the collab, you know, the uh, the collateral, you know, to be able to do things with other properties uh-huh. because you know because it's just like yeah, I mean, you you have a franchise. That's been around since 1966. I'm fair to say, and um, and it's gone through many different incarnations, and it's gone through the the, the writers changes, the the different uh, the different angles from which they created that franchise of Star Trek, and everything. Does it? Do you think that has it increased since the 60s? No, I think it came to a zenith somewhere in the 80s, and then. Not so much towards the now. I mean, there are still, you know, people I feel that still appreciate what the Star Trek. Uh, well, Star Trek is so, so here's, but, yeah, go ahead. I'm back. But but to answer your question, Ivan, and then obviously, yeah. you know, what I was bringing this up is the point being is that, you know, Paramount could really use Top Gun to work. Well, uh, yeah. Big time, big time. 
because they, they can build off of that. They, they they can build off of it. But yeah, but they need they look, need it to work. Star Trek, you know, Star Trek got revived really really well in the in in the late eighties or in the early nineties, and they right. had a, they had a solid run. Well, because right. Star Wars was dead, so right. They well, they, that it, wave. it goes beyond they, they it goes beyond Star Wars. Wars. Right. It, it goes beyond with. Star Wars was dead, though, Mike. It, it, you know, they they. It was the success, good... success of Star Trek Two and Star Trek Four. What was fueled? If it weren't for the success of Star Trek Four, we would not have had Star Trek: The Next Generation, which was a big gamble. I guess. I, I, I mean, again, I mean, here's the thing: the 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 Next Generation stuff took them to new places and brought them in audiences that they hadn't had before. What what the problem has become is is that since those movies, some of the next generation movies, you know, the first couple of next generation movies did well, and then it didn't go so well, and then it we stopped having movies again, and there wasn't really any type of TV programming either for a little while, uh, except well I shouldn't say that there was the the Enterprise show, but it didn't last very long, and. You know, J.D. Abrams goes and makes that movie. The first movie, in fairness, did well box office wise. Yeah, it did. The second yeah. movie, you know, the second movie did well box office wise, but it wasn't well received. And then again, they had some issues with some of the movies since then with that crew. But then they did TV, and the TV has been mixed results. And again, part of what we're talking about here is when we're talking about the, you know, again. It's funny because really some of the movies have been okay. It's just that right now the TV is getting mixed results and the TV is what is going to possibly bring people to Paramount Plus. And and so that becomes you know that that becomes that becomes an issue. And so uh you know that that becomes a thing. But but again, I mean that's that's part of you know that that's part of what, what what we're looking at here from this perspective. But, right. I mean, and, and I'm not saying that in a in a negative connotation. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. you know the audience has evolved, uh, and the uh, and do, are these stories still as engaging <clears throat> to what's happening now, or are we dealing with the people steeped in nostalgia? Or just wanting to hold on to something, but yeah, I mean, I have to say that as far as uh, uh, Star Trek, okay, which now you know you got the other situations happening with uh, Boba Fett. I hope I said that correctly. No, that's not part of Paramount. Um, right, that's not Paramount. Yeah. That's Disney. Oh, okay, all right, then I would step away from that. Sorry, um, you know, thank you for being okay. Kind. Just you know. And uh, so looking at it from, you know, a, a different perspective and you're just like, yeah, uh, you know, you got people that have been with the Star Trek franchise since 66, you know, I mean, all the way through and then every carnation and such. And you have these people that become the lovers and later die hard, um, you know, hardcore, you know, fans and such. And yeah, you know, they're. Was was every story great? No, not so much after the 1990s. But you know, as far as like the stuff previous to that, yeah, there were some great things going on in that part of the you know those couple of decades. 
you know, but then now as in situations what's happening in the last, can I have fair to say the last 22 years, you know, I mean, where, where, where do you feel uh, the Star Trek situation stands? <laughs> I will wait for Mike to give his dissertation. Well, truth be told, the, you know, Star- Picard was not up to expectations. Where a lot of people were expecting season eight of TNG, they didn't get it. With Discovery, it's meandering. We're into its fourth season now. Season two, I think, was great because it had Pike, which is with they announced that spinoff before the mm-hmm. pandemic. We're finally getting it this this May. I love Lower Decks. That's just me, though, because it's a great love letter no, to the fans. No, no, I- but the, my current, well, the current state of Star Trek is, eh, it's been worse, but it could be a lot better. And it's the fault, I think, of the writing. Okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. And so, and then now let's look at other, you know, Paramount properties, okay? And then, of course, we've also mentioned already about the whole you know, Mission Impossible sensibility of it and, you know, how they need to make um, – uh, the next, their next project, their next pet, next pet project, the thing that's going to start bringing them the revenue that they so desperately need, you know. And and I don't know why they don't go into their backlog of things that they got at Paramount, just to kind of, you know, try to bring in you know different viewers. I mean, what, I mean, what, I mean, demographically, what are we reaching for? The most amount of them? I don't. Are you asking me a question? I don't know. Yes, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> What's the question, Ivan? The question is: <clears throat> uh, the percentage of people <clears throat> who you know watch Paramount. I mean, what a demographic are they going? Are they going for the eighteen to 30, 36? I presume as many as possible. Uh, I, I I don't I don't work at Paramount. I can't answer your question, but I. I presume with the the older crowd, the 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 Yellowstone people, that'll that'll trend older, I think, because it's a Western, and Westerns are tried and true. They're venerable. Right. They're they've made a million of them. They're they're oh, safe. Yeah. Well, they're they're a safe bet, and they're and they can be made relatively cheap, mm-hmm. unless you know you're paying for actors or whatnot. But you know, I love a good Western. Yeah, I do. So, so to answer your question, Ivan, yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia now, uh-huh. um, properties that they've had in the past. And some of these, it's kind of interesting why they haven't looked at them. Like for example, Footloose is one of their, is one of their properties. Um, I don't know why you couldn't do a week. You couldn't do an actual Footloose series or a Ferris Bueller's day off. Um, as a possibility, um, I'm looking to see what else. Um, you know, could you? Um, sorry, I'm just kind of looking at that. I, it's funny because South Park, South Park signed a big deal with God. Who did they sign that ridiculous deal with? It wasn't Paramount. Comedy Central. Well, Comedy right, Central. No, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, streaming. I don't. Yeah, think it's it on. Was, yeah, uh, that's on HBO Max. Not, it's no, it's on. Is no, it's on Paramount Plus. Is it? Are you yeah. sure? Because I thought Park, for a while it was. At, it's either on HBO Max or Paramount Plus. I'd have to check. I thought it was Peacock. No. Anyway, um, okay. So according to them, successful franchises from Paramount 
Star Trek, Mission Impossible, SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. Yeah, that's Nickelodeon. Maybe. It's owned by CBS Viacom. Yeah. Uh, Grease. Mm. The Top Gun films, which is funny because I only don't know one. Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog. Well, it's funny. They are talking about doing a series for Sonic the Hedgehog. And then right. Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the Tomb Raider movies, Friday the 13th. Now, here's interesting. Beverly Hills Cop. Now, that would be interesting if they did it that way. Beavis and Butthead, I'm under the impression they're working on something Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, they are working on a series that is going to take place in present day where Beavis and Butthead Um, are middle-aged men. The Addams Family, uh, Zoolander. They made made an animated film, I think, one or two years ago for that. I think it was last year. Hmm. Um... It's interesting because they claim it. No, it can't be Indiana Jones. That's crazy. There's no way. Um, my understanding is the Kung Fu Panda movies is them, but that's DreamWorks, so that would be that fall under Paramount, I think. Yeah, maybe. Again, I don't know. Okay, maybe through a maybe a licensing agreement because maybe again that and that's part of it too. Like for example, it's like okay, there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out. But again, then you're talking about how are you – it's not like you can then sit – because Paramount doesn't own D- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They may own the rights to do a movie. They certainly do not own the rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja no, no, Turtles. I think Nickelodeon not, does, and that's under their umbrella. So, Well, then maybe. But, but I don't think that they – I can't imagine that the guys who originally created the Ninja Turtles have totally sold off the rights to that level. But I could be wrong. Anyway – I do want to get back to real fast. We'll try to do this as fast as possible because I know we've got to get down some other stuff. Um, I know Mike will not go see Jurassic World Dominion. No. No. I don't know if Ivan will. Although the trailer does look interesting with with Sam Neill and Laura Dern coming back. And Ivan, okay. Yes. I'm just laughing at the fact that I already know that you're you're going to say no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. From the, on the surface, from the trailer, it looks more interesting because you got Sam Neill and Laura Dern back, but I'm still not going to go and see it. It's a rental for me. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> nah, I'm not, probably, I'm not especially considering the fact that that's, that uh-huh. could be, because it's universal, that's probably Peacock at some point. So, I don't know. Maybe, depends again. Obviously, Lightyear is probably yes for Mike. Yes. I don't know. And I'm going. And oh, the last week the trailer dropped for that Elvis movie. I'm totally going to see that. Elvis. I've heard a lot of um, I've heard a lot of vibe already about that whole yeah. thing with the Elvis movie. Yeah, with uh, well, they filmed it. it. Was they filmed it two years ago? That's why Tom Hanks was stuck in Australia when he first got COVID because they were filming it down there. Uh, so they're finally putting this movie out in June. So yeah, I can't wait to see this Elvis film. All right. Well, so let's that, see. They, it'll be interesting to check out. You know that I, something I'm to see that too. I'm sorry. Something ahead. called the Black Phone. Apparently, it is a Ethan Hawke stars as a, stars as a serial killer who traps children inside a soundproof basement. But when 13 year old Finley discovers a disconnected phone with the ability to transmit the voices of the previous victims, he might just be able to escape. It's based on a short story by Joe Hill called The Black Phone. This is probably a no for me. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not. It's not it didn't light. It didn't light a torch for me. 
No. And by the way, that Elvis movie is the 24th of June. Yep. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, like I was about to say, uh, with the, uh, the Elvis movie, like I says, I heard a lot of vibe. Uh, I mean, they say that the story is really solid, but they say that the choice of the person who they got to portray Elvis, yeah, there's a few people, there's more than a few people that are just saying, I don't see it. But, you know, from the pictures, but the pictures I've checked out myself, I think it's an uncanny resemblance, and I think I think they'll carry it over. I mean, uh, you know, in, in the traditional line of you know people portraying Elvis, which yeah, yeah and with, Tom we, Hanks. All I'm going to see is just Tom Hanks with a lot of prosthetic makeup as Colonel Parker. But yeah, right, I'm still going to right. see it just because of the story, and I'm sure it's going to be. I'm sure are we're going to be. Are we going to see Fat Elvis? No, we're going to. I think it's going to be Young Elvis. Boo. Yeah, fifties Elvis. I think it. I think they're going. Well, they that. will show. I mean, the, the the trailer. If you saw it, they they did tease the comeback special mm. in '68. So yeah, Fat Elvis. No, we're not. I don't think we're going <laughs> to see Fat Elvis. <laughs> Fat Elvis. <laughs> Elvis on the can. <laughs> do you know? Do you know that there is an Elvis that's a clown, and he's very famous in the in in uh, California. They call him Chalvis. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Yeah, uh, you know, he does all the Elvis songs in Spanish, and, you know, he's all, like, decked out in all this regala. It's crazy, mm. you know. But, yeah, I mean, Elvis endures. Mm. Elvis um, endures. July 1st is another Minions movie. They're, apparently, they're now they're going to Gru, the rise of Gru, basically – the spinoff of Minions when they basically finally meet Gru and become his her, his minions. Um, I think this is a I will wait at some point because I got burned the last time on on the original and I enjoyed it, but not to the point of where it was. All the good jokes were in the preview. So, oh, OK, so, you know, so they sold it in the three minute clip and it was like you got there and you got jilted. I expected more jokes. Uh, OK. Fair enough. Um, July 8th, love, Thor Love and Thunder. We'll probably end up talking about that. Yep. Uh, July 15th, something called Bullet Train. Brad Pitt, Joe King, Joey King, Andrew Coljay, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'm looking for names. Just a, Sandra Bullock is in this. Another Sandra uh, Bullock, Brad Pitt one. As, mm. as the title implies, the movie is set on the Japanese bullet train mm. where five assassins discover that their missions are all connected. Oh. That actually mm. sounds kind of interesting. Mm. Okay. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Uh, again, that's somewhere in July. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't know. None of us are really Jordan Peele people, so nope is probably nope. That's yeah, a nope for nope. A nope for nope. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Something called on July twenty second called when crawdads sing. Olivia Newman makes her director directorial. Yeah, that that one uh, of the adaptation of Adela <laughs> Owen's best selling novel. No, this is not no. No. Oh, okay. Uh, July twenty ninth is Black Adam. Okay, Black Adam. Uh, the Rock. I'm looking. I'm looking at I'm looking at rental. Nah, it's probably me going. It's the rock. 
It's The Rock. It's DC Comics. I can't imagine they're going to screw it up. Um, I you guess know, they could. Okay, okay, maybe, okay, maybe I will take you up on your recommendation, uh, Jeff. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go see it too. Oh, we're back to one movie a, going at least once a month already. Like from the, what is this, 2019? Holy crap. Uh, yeah. Something called Don't... We're in September now, by the way. And now it skips all the way to September. Something called Don't Worry, Darling by Olivia Wilde. Um, stars Harry Styles and Florence Pugh, a, uh, about a 1950s couple who becomes consumed by a dark secret. Eh. Uh, we'll see. Maybe... Uh, Spider-Verse is October 7th. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Spider-Verse Part 1 is October 7th. Uh, the, the supposed final Halloween movie is October 14th. The Flash movie comes out on November 4th. Something called Canterbury. You know. So wait, when, wait, the Flash movie is, is, Flash is in October? No, November. November. That must mean when we're getting Aquaman 2 in December? Hold on, I'm looking. That's what it looks like. Black Panther is November 11th, by the way. So it's the Flash, Whoa. then followed by Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Hmm. Then there's some sort of, some sort of Spielberg movie with Seth Rogen. That's coming out on the 23rd. Hmm. Maybe Seth Rogen's been pretty good. Yes, Aquaman is the 16th. So yes, basically oh, there's a month between. There's a month between Flash and Flash. Uh, so basically within a month's time you're getting Flash. Black Panther 2, and Aquaman. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. And the same day as Aquaman, you're getting Avatar 2. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's a literal it's a literal cinema clusterfuck. Well, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm curious to see, you know, you know look, <laughs> ava- look let's, let's put it where it is. Okay. Avatar, Avatar was what? You know, early 2000s? It was late 2000s. Was it late 2000s? I mean, it was like, I think it was like 2008 or 2009. Let's just say say about 14, 15 years. Hold on, hold on. No, it's more than 14 or 15 years. Okay, well, I just took a shot. 2009. Yeah. 2009. Yeah, so. All right, so yeah, all right. So about, uh, what? Yeah, about 14 years. 13 years. 13 years. About 13 years. Okay, 13 years. Okay. Yeah, well. 13 years. I wonder if James Cameron is going to put it back in theaters so I can beat uh, Spider-Man again. (laughs) Get the number three slot back. Uh, So the other thing, there's a Mario animated, it looks like. Oh, yeah, the Mario animated one with Chris Pratt. Yeah, I forgot about that. Is coming on the 21st of December. Mm. Apparently, there's a Whitney Whitney Houston movie coming out on December 23rd. Okay. Uh, Oscar bait. Yeah, but Oscar bait that people might want to see. And then something called Babylon on December 25th. It's the guy who did La La Land. But it has Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Toby McGuire. Another Brad Pitt. Wow, Brad's been busy. Well, wow, this is a pretty headline cast. If you've got, hmm. if you've got Brad Pitt, Toby McGuire, and, and, and yeah, that's, uh, hmm. yeah, that's uh, okay. This could be okay. Knives Out Two is Knives undated. Knives Out Two, yeah. But that's a. I think that's a Netflix thing. Something called. 
Yeah, uh, so so then we're starting to get into stuff that's not a date that doesn't have specific dates. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, 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 just to kind of give you an idea. The only reason I wanted to do that is just to give you an idea of what's coming, if you know what I mean, oh, just to kind of get a a feel for it. But yeah, here here's some here's some hors d'oeuvres to go with your ensuing. Uh, um, uh, lunches well, there's and dinners. There's a lot of uh, looks. Well, a lot of movies that are that have piqued my interest are coming this year, yeah. which is which is good. Because yeah. last year was not uh, appealing at all. That, last year was barren. <laughs> well, because I couldn't because they couldn't film in 2020. Well, well yeah, yeah. Even, I mean, I understand. I mean, it, but it was still you know it was barren. Well, but yeah, keep I mean, in mind, you know, yeah. some of the reason we think last year was barren because the theaters were closed and all went streaming. Well, right. right, and 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 Warner Brothers did that, did what everybody got mad about, which is they put their entire platform, their entire their entire immediate release date stuff, right on HBO Max, which helped them huge for that. Like simultaneously but, in the theaters, right? Because they saw they saw what everybody. I mean, frankly. They saw what everybody else didn't seem to want to admit and say or see out loud, which is, yeah, we're going to take a, you know, we could take a bath or we could use this as an opportunity. And others initially, you know, initially we thought we were going to have that with Disney Plus where we were going to get a lot more options that way. And then it didn't go that route. So, you know, that that's that's part of it, too, is quite frankly, there was a lot of stuff this year where frankly it was, I don't need to go to the theater. I can flip on my TV and I'll find it just fine. You know, mm-hmm. so that that didn't hurt anything. Like, I didn't have to go to the movies to see Suicide Squad. You know. Okay, so, th- so it has its pluses. Yeah, right. literally. Okay. But, um, so Mike, what have you been up to? Yes. Uh, well... I'm off. I was off today because I got training tomorrow, so I'll be working like seven days in a row now next week. <clears throat> but I had a the February birthdays. Like I have four February birthdays for my family, so we had a big party on Saturday, and uh-huh. we had a guy short, so we didn't really have a game night Saturday. Went to um, a toy show in Kenosha uh, yesterday with my crew, and had a good time. And then we hung out. And uh, went to like a Texas Roadhouse for a late lunch, early dinner. So I had a good time. Got a couple of good things. Found um, the Joker from the '66 Batman McFarlane line. Oh, nice! So uh, the Cesar Romero, yeah, and yeah, that's looking. That's a Joker to me, man. Yeah, Uh, and. Still need Robin. Of course, they did release the next line, the next wave of figures in that line. I think wave right. two, well, yeah, this is going to be wave three, where you get, like, there's the one episode where Batman and Riddler were in a boxing match together. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So song. it'll be Batman and the Riddler in boxing trunks and boxing gloves. There'll be, um, obviously, the, um, Burgess Meredith, uh, Penguin, <laughs> and Eartha Kitt's uh, Catwoman. Which I was. Oh, well, my God. Well, I was really hoping for a Julie Newmar, so hopefully they'll do a oh, Julie oh, Newmar. I mean, no, I don't knock on Julie Newmar now. I have no, 
no, no objection with Julie. I think Newman. there was this, and I heard about this. There was this Eartha Kitt story that's coming. Um, that's right. That's right. There is an Eartha Kitt uh, where, document where apparently she went to the White House, like in '68 or whatever, when during the hype of the Batman series, where she was in season three of uh, the '66 Batman series, and uh-huh. she went to the White House and she's quite vocal about the war in Vietnam. Right. Uh-huh. And after that, she was blacklisted. I mean, she hadn't she didn't work again for for a long time. Oh yeah, well you know Eartha because she was Eartha vocal Kitt. about about the war in Vietnam. Oh yeah, well she was she was vocal on a great many things yeah. that that very few people, unless you go into the dusty books and 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 on old you know computer files, and you find all of this information. No, Eartha Kitt. You know, she had her causes, and uh, she was never a quiet one. Uh, she made yeah, it, she got her in trouble in Hollywood for it. Well, yeah, it got her. In, it got her in all manner of different things. I mean, I mean, she, she. But although between her and that King Cole, when they're together in that movie, and you look at them and you see the chemistry between the, those two people, I mean, Eartha, you know, was an enigma. She was a force onto one herself uh from the moment she went on stage and uh the new faces of 1952 in new york a broadway show she sang a song called monotonous brought the house down okay not to mention the fact that she had a sassy for the flair when it came to being in front of a microphone the girl can sing not in one but in seven different languages yeah okay and the amazing thing about her is the fact that you're never. Is one of them squirrel? Huh? No, she can't is speak one... squirrel. Yeah, she can't speak squirrel. That's right. Kronk speaks squirrel. My bad. Right. That's another one. <laughs> so anyway, so, yeah. Um, so the, I'm going to look for that. I don't know what's. I think it's going to be on. I think it's either on Amazon or Netflix. I'm going to look for that. Oh, I'm sorry. so anyway, so kind of lost in my dream here. But, sorry but about yeah, that. no, no, it's okay. I just figured you had. It was a good opportunity but, uh, to make the joke because you're like seven languages is one of them squirrel. Yes. I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> that is that that's her most underrated performance is Emperor's New Groove. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, uh, so the girls, the girls have deep layers. But there was a lot of um, a lot of Star Wars there. Um, I saw. I got a good look at the Razor Crest from Haslab because that's like it just started. They're starting to ship them now. So I found an unboxing video on the YouTubes and I watched that and it's like, man, it looks pretty cool. But I, um, I'm, I'm kind of beating myself up on the head because I, I passed on the sailing barge back in the day. And now that's the sailing barge going for like three grand now. Mm. Well, you, you know, know Star Wars you, people are crazy. Well, how are you to know? Yeah, exactly. How's I don't know. At least I'm at least my, the, the Unicron I have now is going for like 1700 bucks. Well, see, but you know, but uh, he, you know, you'd have, but you'd yeah, have taken it out of the box, and then it's worthless. <laughs> no, it's not well, worthless. You, well, you, right. you lose about what, like a quarter of the value, or half the value. Well, if you still have the out. box and it's not broken, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it was cool. Went to K Town and passed out some Dairycon flyers. Ivan, did you pre-register for Dairycon? I certainly did. Okay, good, good. Um, what else? I uh, got the Scorponok, the Beast Wars Scorponok reissue. And it's in like better show colors, and okay. so so mess that open that up. That's pretty cool. What else did I get? I got a as opposed uh, to the bad show colors. 
No, well, I mean, the sh- <laughs> the 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 figure initially when it came out in 96, it was it wasn't exact to how it looked uh, on the TV. Like the wow. colors didn't quite match, but this one does. So it was bad show colors. Yes, it was. The show colors were bad, not the toy. Yeah, that's right. The toy is fine. It's the show that's wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, I said had a good weekend. Wouldn't that, hanging... wouldn't that make it more valuable because it doesn't match up to the show? No, I think it's. I think if it matches, it would be more desirable. I think it would be better. Right, but wouldn't it be like one of those Enigma pieces that you could sell? Like one of those, like. Things where it's like where they have the thing that's like an off run that was a mistake that like it's it's rare. That they're not they're can... not rare because they're all mistakes. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. well. <Wow. laughs> um, but nothing else really. I guess. Oh yeah, I did get the Doctor Strange, uh, the Multiverse of Madness Marvel Legends wave is coming out. Ooh. So I found that I found the Doctor Strange and. I'm going to throw away uh, that knockoff I bought a couple of years ago because back when, like, right, right when Infinity War hit, that's when I started collecting like the Marvel Legends, like the MCU Marvel Legends, and I bought a knockoff of a Doctor Strange figure on eBay, and it's made it's it's garbage. So now this one I I replaced it, it looks good, and because it, like Marvel Legends, just like uh, the the Star Wars Black series. Is that they get those sculpts right? Uh, I don't know if that the actors have to take like they map their faces or something. Those digital sculpts they have for the the actors' faces well, are spot sure, on. I'm sure you know the te- well the technology with 3D. Yeah. Uh, with all that going on now and being able to you know laser print and you know do what they do now. I mean, watching it for myself. Yeah. And- yeah, 3D and, printers, and I'm just like, well, it's an amazing thing what yeah. you know this, this technology can do. Yeah. And I bet you, you know, they they follow, you know, they followed form to fashion. You know, every you know, it's an impeccable design because yeah. it's you know so, it's sharp. So know? now I got a Doctor Strange figure. I'll I'll move to the front of the shelf now because the KO is trash. And we'll get in, <laughs> he's not going to be buried in the background. No, he's not going to be in way in the back where you can't see the. The garbage <laughs> the imperfections <laughs> uh, so yeah that's that's all i did i didn't have really have a game night just been short of guys so maybe in next two weeks and i'm gonna be super busy i've got training this week it's gonna work's gonna suck this week oh i'm so sorry man. so well, well but that's why they're paying well, me the big I'll, bucks right well i'll go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and make some engaging uh uh, entertainment while you're there. Hope you'll yeah. be listening. You know. yeah. How about how about? No, I can't uh, listen while I'm working, Ivan. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I know what you, you know. Song okay, so uh, Jeff, what have you been doing? <laughs> Jeff. Well, no, I like I said, it you know, as long as you get ball bearings for free and extra WD forty, <laughs> then life is good. I'm looking for a tap and die and some WD forty <laughs> and propane <laughs> and duct tape. <laughs> is it dark you see now it's funny because now i've seen it where it says duct tape like quack duck and then you see duct tape where it's d-u-c-t duct tape they answer to both like, names okay okay god bless it you can't do that that screws people up no it's like you get you don't don't you don't have to put the sauce on it you don't have to say duct tape yeah, but then you get into arguments with dumb people and say that's not what it is. It's, and then they go to the store and they go, see, duct tape. And I'm like, 
that? <laughs> and they have duct tape with an actual duck on the label. Right. And then oh, you're yeah. like... Because it's, fa- it's easier to say than duct tape. Well, you, what, what? This is an excuse to become lazy and, uh, you know, the duct tape. We're Americans. Mean, we just abbreviate it. We just call it duct tape. It's yeah, just... Duct like, tape, I mean, it's uh, yeah, just those you know, just like you can say duck, like, D-U-K, you know, duck. D-U-C-K, like, Ivan. <laughs> I know it's D, <laughs> I know it's D-U-C-K, I know that, but I was being, you know, I was being funny saying, yeah, a lot of people are saying duck. Oh, you're being funny, all right. Duck, uh, you don't know shit from funny, what are you talking about? I'm Boy, shitting on the you duck. You're coming at me, you're coming at me. Hey, hey, I'm shitting on the duck with the duck. And the ducks. And oh. I feed them. I feed the ducks down the ducks. Although I don't Oy. know what happens to the, when I feed the Yay. duct tape. Because the duct tape doesn't do shit. It just like no. gets on there. It's nasty. Don't do anything like popcorn <laughs> or peanuts. It gets all over the shit. It's fucking horrible. It's ridiculous. It's a bunch of bullshit is what it is. <laughs> Kunta Kinta fucker. What the fuck you doing? Oh, oh shit. Oh. Ooh, I can't even find a fucking bagel no more. What the fuck is this? Everybody's got yeah, a fucking no bag. There's no thing with sugar now. You know what I'm saying? This is my sugar. Oh, fuck this shit. This fucking bagel place. They fucking charge an arm and a leg that fucking locks. I can fucking bang the locks and do better than this. Uh, I got your locks right here. I got a master lock. It's fucking cheaper. Uh, 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 I don't know. And you are. Too many years of, too many years of living in Skokie. That's the problem. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I swear I mean, to god, there's a, I, I, you know, it was funny because there was a place that that opened up. It's it's a really, really religious place, and, but you know the food's not bad, and and they did a lox sandwich. But I swear it's like it's gonna sound bad. I don't care. I'm just gonna say it. It's like I walk in there, I'm like, too many Jews, <laughs> too many Jews. I'm and, sorry. And, and when, I'm and when I say that, I'm laughing at this. I mean, I'm not trying to be. You know, I, I'm saying it out loud so you're allowed to laugh, but literally, it's like, <laughs> okay, it's okay. like, literally, it's like, literally, I like walk in and it's like, it's like, I'm just sitting there and they all act like, and they all act in some ways. And then you got the really religious ones and you're like, <laughs> and, and they think, and the worst part is, is because this is a more religious establishment. They think that they're entitled more because you there, they're doing their thing, and you don't look like that. And you might eat bacon, and they don't. Why are they? So fuck that shit. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I, it just. I, so I gotta, I gotta find, I gotta find new places to find, to find, <laughs> to find locks, because this, because what they're charging is a small fucking fortune, and it's. <laughs> My my man Jeff, yeah, yeah. If anything, what I really gotta learn how to do is I gotta learn how to make smoked salmon. I just don't want to because I'm being fucking lazy and I don't want to do it. Um, uh, I, I mean, no, don't, don't, I mean, uh, if I can figure little... out a smoked salmon, man, y'all are in big fucking trouble. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> okay, the, so, I mean... the smoked salmon market will plummet with doom. <laughs> 
Well, I did. I did have a good piece of fish from Hibaritos uh, and Mas on Fullerton uh, earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, they had. Was it lox? I don't know. I don't know lox, but I'm just saying. Cream cheese, Mexican lox. Mexican lox. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm That's just talking about tilapia. fish. That's I mean, called tilapia. Mexican locks with duct tape. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm, you know, because locks is, you know, fish, right? It's, it's you know, yeah, it's kosher, right? And all that. What? Locks? It better be. We're all fucked. <laughs> okay, that's why I'm asking. Okay, I want to be. I want to be. I want to be, be. You know, I want to be. Only when I want to. I want to. Really, 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 really zigzagging. Ah. Uh. Yeah, if you want to be. Really See, I don't understand that song. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Really? <laughs> Hi, my friends need to approve of you before I do any. <laughs> that, that's not you. what that sounds like. Well, no. okay. I do not okay. think it means what you think it means. Well, <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Sounds exactly what it sounds like to me. It's like, so let me see if I got this right. I got to get with your friends. I want this in writing. I want it in writing, and I gotta get with your friends. <laughs> you know why? Because That's you're gonna one have of those. on the camera. It's it's a total. It's a total. Yeah, you want to? You need to get with my friends. Yeah, we're gonna. No, no, I just wanted it writing because so when it happens, and she's uh, and and she's sitting there, and she's like, "You expected to do that? You cheated me? No, uh, you told me I should get with your friends. I have right, it exactly. right here. Right? You know, you don't need to get with my friends." Yeah, well, that didn't mean that way. <laughs> I mean, I would think, so, like, in the 90s, like, that was always the conversation, was it was like, it was like, okay. Nobody we, sent a letter to the Spice Girls asking for clarification? No, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking, you know, in the <laughs> 90s, it was like, it was like, okay, so you had all the Spice Girls, and it's like, people would sit there and be like, oh, well, which one, if you had to have a choice... And I'm like, I don't think that's the answer to the question. I think the answer to the question is it's either all or none. That's how it works because it's the Spice Girls. And it's kind of like that's the real deal where it's like, okay, it's you and all of them. Kind of like like I'm sure I'm sure women and gay men in like the late 90s were like, okay, name, name your Backstreet Boy. Yeah, I want all of them. Okay. okay. You know. I'm sure well, that if you that only have, if you're only able to pick one. Well, fuck that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a package deal. They're the Spice Girls. It's not the Spice Girl. It's not the Backstreet Boys. It's just like so you're getting <laughs> so you just get them all because of fat girls. Yeah. The whole well, thing. I mean, I don't know. Again, um, so what did I this week? Let's see. Um. Hmm. What did I do this week? All right. So I watched. I watched the rest of Murderville with Will Arnett, and I don't know. It just. I I get it. I get the premise, which is basically they bring on the guest star who doesn't know have a clue about anything, and then they have to solve whether or not it happened. The problem is like all the clues are like. How do I put this? I have to pay attention far too much to like all the clues oh, okay. to find all the clues where it's like to see if I can figure it out before at the same time that they do. And it's like, I don't want to spend this much effort. It's oh. supposed to be a, 
a humorous comedy show. And the but the best is the way they do it is so cheesy. Where it's like they they bring in like the so it's like okay here are the three suspects and each time like literally like there are certain <laughs> things they do with like the person for like each suspect like certain suspects and it just continues to be that way mm-hmm. like where where like one time automatically they're going the the guest star is going undercover so that um so that Will Arnett's character can make can like say stuff to them in their ear and he'll give them weird stupid names for their names you know um you know it, it just trying it, to placate look, to the ad-libbing like almost like a whose line is it anyway kind of except <laughs> except the irony it's, it's is analogy, Mike. <laughs> except the the, uh, the difference is mike is that all of the everybody else knows their lines and knows the scripts and knows everything except for the guest. Um, okay. <laughs> and, and so, like, the guest is purposely in the dark. And, and it, it, at times it can be kind of amusing. But then, again, they line up the three people like the end of, like, the Scooby-Doo episode where it's like, okay, is it what? Is it this person, this time person, this s- person? Yeah. And time to, solve the mur- time to solve the mystery. And then the irony is, so the person solves the mystery and then Every single time, the person who's like the the head of the police captain or whatever, like, comes in, what the hell's going on here? Well, so and so just answered the case, and he's absolutely—it's either right or wrong. And you know, did they get it right this time? Did they get it wrong? You know, it was for the most part. I think I want to say of the six episodes, they got quite a few right. Interesting. Um, the best episodes. <clears throat> the best episodes. Where one was episode two with Marshawn Lynch, and then the back two episodes were really really good because it's uh, episode five was was Sharon Stone and episode six was uh, Doctor Ken Jong Un uh, Jong Un uh, from from uh, from The Hangover and uh, yeah so so those episodes were good but the again I don't know I'm sure there'll be a second season I'm sure there were enough people who watched it. I just eh. Um, Mrs. the the new the new season Mrs. Maisel's back. They're only doing eight episodes this season. They're releasing them two at, two at a time, so two at a time every week. So basically, it's a four week. Will be it'll be four weeks, and then you know then off to season five in the last season. Um, it's a well executed show. They do a great job. It's funny. You know, it's set at this point in the 60s. We're talking about a female comic trying to make it in the 60s uh, who is also of Jewish descent and background. And and it's interesting. I mean, some of it's just – it's well it's well done. If you've got Amazon Prime, it's worth watching. And then um, trying to think of anything else that I picked up. Oh, I don't know if either of you – because I, bo- I know you both have Netflix – I did start Ozark. I've got friends who watched Ozark and they loved it. I just started Ozark. It's interesting. Um, Jason Bateman's the lead. Laura Linney is the other lead. Hmm. And um, so far, interesting, which is basically uh, Jason Bateman's character was an accountant who was laundering money for the mob who didn't know that his partner had basically skimmed off the top. And to make sure that he doesn't get killed, 
he convinces this drug lord guy that he's got this great plan on how to launder money through the Ozarks when really in reality he didn't have it at all. So now he's down there trying to launder the money in the middle of, in the in the middle of the Ozarks, and he's from like Chicago, and they were very very how can I say affluent. Um, uh-huh. And the family's down there, and it's all and their family's dysfunctional as fuck. Um, not to mention, you know, there's other things going on, but, uh, the first four episodes have been, the first four episodes have been solid enough that I'm curious to see where it goes. I've got quite a bit of seasons to go there. Um, trying to think anything else off the top of my head. Well, obviously we're, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, uh, the Ghostbusters afterlife here in a minute. Before you, before you go to that, I got a couple uh, a couple of bins that I've been on from Netflix. Right. Okay. But, um, well, well yeah. the point being, so the other thing being, so I did, I did have a room this week here. It'll act where I'm actually doing another room on Wednesday. Uh, it's about finding your topic on storytelling and for storytelling and, and speaking. Um, I do have a couple things coming up in terms of, you know, practices and whatnot. And so, yeah, I, you know, all quiet a little bit on the Western front with that. But, yeah, okay, Evan, what, what are you been watching? Well, <clears throat> went on a binge on uh, Netflix, and I came across, uh, I came across the uh, Cuphead show, which uh, it's a very uh, anticipated animated series. It just dropped yesterday. And... Um, I already done 10 episodes of it. I binged 10 episodes, and that was tonight. And it's amazing. And I'll tell you why. Okay? They they stayed right in the parameters of the original game from which this was, you know, the characters were created for, the whole uh, Cuphead situation. And what they did with the animation is nothing short of phenomenal. Considered a very expensive um, animation to produce. Why? Because they went back to the roots of the Fleischer stereoscopic technique. Which, when you look from the straight camera angle straight straight to the horizon, you'll notice that the backgrounds are almost three-dimensional. Like a pop-up card. It's the most unbelievable technique. And the Fleischers perfected this in the 1920s. And if you go into the animation of Max and Dave Fleischer, it's amazing thing to watch. It's, you know, in any of their many hundreds of cartoons. So they decided to take in this technique for the backgrounds of Cuphead and then 2D animation over, you know, cell-driven sensibilities right on the front, dating the animation back and harkens to everything has a life, from the flowers to the fence to the house, and everything that's happening in the world of Cuphead has a life. It's crazy good. Uh, the people doing the music, they're right on the money. Uh, basically on the same 
musical playing is the Bohunks. If you haven't heard the Bohunks, check out YouTube. You'll you'll hear the music of the Little Rascals and a beautiful uh, dedication to uh, Raymond Scott. Uh, definitely, but yes, yeah, a definite uh, five yeah man straight across for Cuphead. Yes, do check it out. It is delicious fun, harkens back to a, a bygone era, both in its aesthetic and its design and its beauty. And it brings it brings the, 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 the new world back and the old world to the new. It's phenomenal. And then I did the uh, I did the uh, up to right now third uh, season of Disenchantment, or you know Princess Bean, which never fails to delight. I, it, it just keeps getting better for me, and uh, I wanna uh, probably by next week I should have completed the entire. <clears throat> series of disenchantment. Uh, if uh, you're looking for, uh, you know, Matt Groening's uh, sensibilities, uh, harken back to the Knights of the Round Table. This is the series for you, and uh, <laughs> it's a no hold barred type of a situation on a on a raunchy romp in the life of a princess. So it's wonderful. Uh, at least I think so. It's very well written. It looks great. Uh, you know, in the traditional mold of, you know, the other canons of things that Mank Groening has done, Futurama and, uh, and uh, you know, and all the other great things he's done in his career. Just all so, that little thing they did called The Simpsons. And the Simpsons, of course. See, you've caught the mistake. So here we go. As we uh, continue on from that point of view, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm jumping on the binge train. And, uh, yeah, those are my entries for this week. And, I'll uh, see what happens with the rest of uh, of uh, Cuphead, and uh, I'll keep up with uh, the rest of Disenchantment, and then uh, see what other tangents I go on. All right, now hand it off to you. Me? Oh, me? Oh, okay. I did have one other thing. I probably we should probably go here. So, I I forgot. I did. So the the season finale of uh, Peacemaker was this past week. And mm-hmm. um, and so, uh, what'd you think? What were your thoughts on the season? Overall, I enjoyed it. You know, I know you basically stopped. You were like, "Oh, it's too violent." Um, it was a little too raunchy for me. Yeah, again, I I don't see it being nearly that way. But everybody's got their differences of opinion. Yes, uh, we do. The big the big thing, quite so. The big things, quite frankly, were one. Um, so it's out in the open that Task Force X exists now, uh, and Peacemaker and Vigilante have been cleared. Uh, technically, the butterflies are still going to be around because there was one that escaped. So we'll see if the butterflies come back at all, or if this is the end of it. Uh, the other, but probably the big one. Probably the biggest one is the big cameo that I sent you and Ivan the video for, which Mr. is... Was that the very end of the episode? No. Okay. It's not, but after their bit, after the big fight where they take down the butterflies, the Justice League shows up, and... Well, four members, act- yeah. So spoilers well, for those who haven't watched it. 
you know, the Justice League shows up and essentially they actually were able to get both uh, Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa to do cameo shots on it where literally John Cena walks past him and tells him to go fuck a fish. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, you're, it? you're late. You're you're late. You're fucking assholes or something like that. You know. Yeah, they, yeah. They'd already saved the day, and then yeah. the Justice League shows up after the fact. Yeah, so, he's like, "Go fuck a fish, asshole." So go go fuck another fish, asshole, and and, and I, I and hate that and, rumor. And, and, right, and Barry's like, "No, it's true." Shut up, Barry. Fuck you. Yeah. So hearkening Barry... back to the joke from the second episode about. What he said about yeah. Aquaman. Well, yeah. right. <laughs> um, initially, my understanding was is they were supposed to have Batman and Cyborg. Um, no, they weren't. And... They weren't going to get Ben Affleck for that shot. No, I, I, it may not have been them. It could have just been, you know, silhouetted. But yeah. there were, apparently were reasons from Warner Brothers as to why that was a no. Um, I don't know all the details to that. Might have something to do with the sparkly vampire bat. It, it might it might it could also have to do with the fact have to do with the fact that they're tired of dealing with ray fisher as well yeah, yeah true that with, with cyborg well, so that's so funny. but yeah i thought i was really surprised when they had a justice league cameo i was like wow and then i didn't expect them to speak at all so the fact that they literally had jason momoa and they had so the irony is, is they originally only had Jason Momoa, and then apparently they um, James Gunn found out that Ezra Miller is quite the fan of James Gunn, so he was able to get both of them for, uh. for the spot, which is kind of amusing. And I guess they had to. James Gunn was very very nervous about the spot, so he ran it. He had to run it by James Wan, who's doing Aquaman two. And obviously he had to run by Jason Momoa and both of them supposedly were busting out laughter. Going, of course we're doing this. This is hilarious. Um, but, but to me, I think the, the most interesting part of it is, you know, there's, there's certainly, you know, supposedly this is the Peacemaker series was set in the DC extended universe. And, you know, that was the theory, you know, and there were certain things that he would bring up and you would be like, okay, Maybe maybe it's not really the DC Extended Universe. Well, the Justice League cameo takes care of that problem. Yes, it is the DC... It, it, everything happened within the DC Extended Universe. And that means uh, both the Suicide Squad films are both uh, DCEU canon. Right, correct. Yeah. And and so... And, I, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, Suicide Squad... I'm sorry. Uh, Peacemaker Season 2 has been greenlit, so that's a go. And... I enjoyed it. Uh, Cena, Cena was great in this. It's a great opportunity. You know, it's going to take him to another level. Uh, James Gunn did a great job with this. And, and my feeling on it after watching it is, is, you know, look, they need to figure out a way to, to, to reshape their extended universe. And frankly, he's one of the people that should be heavily involved and what that looks like in the future. And it's unfortunate that it seems like he may not be, or he may just have his, his little corner of the universe in terms of the suicide squad stuff, but he should be able to get his hands on something more than that. So we'll see. But 
you know, oh, I'm sorry. And, I, and again, there were no there were no more talking penises in Pam and Tommy this week. So okay. is that still going on or is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still. Yeah, it's going on. This this week was a little bit um, this week was a little bit more Pam and Tommy. I find the episodes that are more Pam and Tommy related to be not nearly as interesting as the Seth Rogen episodes. It's called the but, Pam and Tommy show and not Pam and Tommy and the roadie. Well, he, but he's not the roadie. He's the guy selling the tape. Oh, yeah, right. Well, he was, yeah. that's right. He was a uh, contractor or something, right? Uh, he's a contractor, right. right. Okay. But, but in fairness, that's, that's part of the, that's also part of the story here, which is the, you know, that aspect of it. And, and that's really the catalyst for everything. But yeah, like I said, they, you know, they're, they're good at what they're doing, but, Again, I just I buy her more than I buy Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee. I just don't. I just he they try to make him look like Tommy Lee. First of all, he ain't tall enough. That's that's one of the biggest problems. Yeah, you mentioned that he 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 just isn't tall enough. The second the second thing is is I just feel like he he you know they they I get it they have to try to make him look like Tommy Lee, but it's like it it's not working for me. Um. Um. But the again, the talk the believability factor is not there for you. But you know, well, apparently we we're not getting any more talking penis, and that's too bad because you know <laughs> that blew the show's budget. Apparently, well, it blew something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> well, actually, that would be blown something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm just waiting for Pamela blown? Anderson's. I'm just waiting for Pamela Anderson's tits to start talking. You know, who knows? <laughs> oh, we're going to go back to the Raquel Welch uh, chatterbox sensibility when her, when her vagina decided to sing. I don't know about that. Well, again, like I said, I, I so yeah. Look, um, look into that little look into that little Easter egg I just laid out for you people. Yes, there is such a movie, Chatterbox. Raquel Welch, check it out. Okay, continue. Raquel Welch mm-hmm. sings out of her. Yep. Sings out of her coochie. Yep. Out of her cha cha. Uh huh. Hmm. Yep. Okay. True story. What happened was I was at the uh, the driving theater. You know, we did our family driving theater thing on Friday night. Okay. Where where right. where to? Uh, Bel Air, uh, which was on uh, it was on sixty uh, second in Cicero. Yeah, because the McHenry one's closed until Mar until May. Yeah, so it was just like, so we went ahead and checked out this movie. Well, okay, my mom and my dad sitting in front, the three of us in back, and I'm looking up at the screen, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing something I'd never seen before. And then I couldn't believe what I was watching, and my mother then turned around and she holds my eyes, and she's yelling at my dad, saying, we need to get out of here now. The, the, la, 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 la chocha está cantando, which because it's the, you know, the, the, the pussy is singing. <laughs> we had to get out of the theater. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, that made an indelible memory uh, because it, it generally happened. And, yeah, there's a movie. It's called Chatterbox. <laughs> So yeah, so the whole talking penis thing and all that, yeah, it's already been done. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm Google. I'm I'm looking it up on the internet. I can't find it. What year about was this? Uh, that would be in the seventies. Yeah, that would be. That'd be either. Yeah, I think it was either late sixties, early seventies. I would say sixty-nine, seventy-seven. 70. Okay. A young performer has difficulty with her genitalia when it begins talking to her. <laughs> I don't think this is Raquel Welch. This is. No, I don't, then 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 uh, then that's not, then that's not the one. It's Candace mm. Rialson. This no, is seventies. Uh, yeah, this is a no, no. fantasy comedy. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll find it. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do we got, Jeff? We got uh, some news. Oh, I thought we were talking about Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, we got to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. So yeah, um, well, yeah uh, with, with with the passing of Ivan Reitman last week, and then <laughs> and after Sorry. February first, we were able to rent it. So I did so on Friday night. Watched Ghostbusters Afterlife from last year, and I know a, a mutual friend of ours, Ivan. He'd already saw it. He loved it. So I'm like, okay, this sounds good enough. So, uh, so yeah, this is a film that I, I think it exceeded my expectations. I went in with pretty low expectations. Uh, but this was a spiritual, uh, pun intended, successor to the 1984 original. And no mention of the women Ghostbusters or even like so much as uh, talking about Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. I don't think uh, there was no Rick Moranis, a great um, cameo by Sigourney Weaver, and the the cast. I guess well, this takes place, you know, obviously many years after uh, the '80s series were. But I don't know. I don't want to break the whole thing down. But <clears throat> this was, uh, I think, it was had a lot of heart to it. It was a good Ghostbusters film for Ghostbusters fans, fans of the original, at least one of the two films. You know, if you like those two, then you're going to like this one a lot. And uh, the kids, I guess the one kid is from Stranger Things. Uh, the kid who plays Michael on Stranger Things is, uh, what was his name? Phoebe and Trevor. That's right. The kids, Phoebe and Trevor, who are, spoilers, are Egon's grandchildren. And her mother moves out to this farmhouse in Oklahoma after finding out that her father's passed on. And the kids find out that, yep. That her father was Egon Spengler from the Ghostbusters, who had recently died of seemingly natural causes. But did he? Uh, he um, was trying to stop the return of Gozer, the v- main villain from the first Ghostbusters film, uh, along with the two, you know, demon dogs, the go- uh, gatekeeper and the keymaster. Um, Paul Rudd as the seismologist slash substitute teacher is great. I think a good performance by um, the actress who played the mother. I think she was good. And it had a lot of heart to it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, And there was, you know, obviously this is a movie about ghosts. I mean, obviously you're going to have a suspension of disbelief. And the more you think about it, the more you're going to, your head's going to hurt and you're just going to spoil it. So it's good uh, popcorn film go to enjoy it and just immerse yourself in the nostalgia. Of course, you know, we saw the, the, the teaser they gave us of the, of the tiny marshmallow men, uh, the stay puff little dudes, which I think some people say was a, uh, 
a direct result of Grogu. I'm not sure about that because I think Dan Aykroyd had this movie written and this was directed by Ivan Reitman's son. I didn't know that until the very end. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, they, they at the very end, they did uh, the little little uh, goodbye to for Harold, you know, for Harold Ramis, who passed on before this film was made. And they got Ernie Hudson and obviously Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray all back. And in a way, they did kind of, you know, I knew this because of toilers or spoil, toy spoilers, that they that Egon came back for the final battle as a ghost to fight, uh, help, help the Ghostbusters fight Gozer. So, and that was very well done. I think it was, um, it was a nice little, nice, a lot of heart to it, like I said. And the, uh, the kids who played, the kids were in this, uh, who played Phoebe, who was kind of like a lot like her grandfather, you know, kind of emotionally, um, um, eccentric. And, uh, and, they, and she befriends this one little guy named Podcast. He named, calls himself Podcast. And he's obviously walking around with a microphone and a recorder the whole time. And the kids were great in it. And Trevor, the older uh, brother who has the um, the little, little puppy dog love interest uh, who works at the diner. But yeah, it, it worked out. I, I think it worked for me. I enjoyed it. It was some, well, like I said, there's some things you, you think about, like a couple of questions are like, wait a minute, if that happened, then this. But I'm like, dude, it's a Ghostbusters film. Just and sit back and enjoy it. And like I said, it's it's not totally nostalgia driven. I mean, I mean, it made me want to watch the first Ghostbusters movie again. It did. You know, and I'm not a big fan of the Ghostbusters franchise as a whole. You know, I saw some of the Mattel figures that are out there. I'm like, yeah, it would be kind of cool to have the four of them there on the shelf. But it's like, you know, but. I'm not a big, like I said, not a big fan of the franchise as a, you know, but I, I, I admired them because it was obviously another, you know, um, franchise of the 80s, a product of the 80s. And one of the, I think it's the, the highest grossing comedy of the year. And you go back, I urge anyone to go back on the Netflix, go to the movies that made us and watch the Ghostbusters episode and how that was made and how Dan Aykroyd was writing the script for Ghostbusters when John Belushi died. Um Wow. But anyway, I enjoyed it. I'd give it four out of five yeah, mans. And it was, uh, like I said, it was just good, solid entertainment. Yeah, I can't go that high. You can't? Oh, my. No, I cannot. What? Okay. All right. Well, what did no. you like about this film? Look, it, it's it, it's it's good. It's okay. It's not great. It's certainly not four out of five. Um, I, I really kind of felt like First of all, it was the best way I could put this is somebody watched way too much Stranger Things when they created this thing. And then I find it funny that nobody seems to have a problem with the fact that they basically rehashed the entire first movie with the plot. But we do that for Force Awakens and everybody bitches. Yeah, they they did kind of copy paste. Well, I mean, it was the same villain, so we get the same formula. The demon dogs right. come loose, and we they they roam the town, and they possess a male and a female, and then they do the nasty. Right. And then they I, meet at the temple, and they bring they open the gates, and Gozer arrives, and that's but, how. But the that, point being is, I mean, this really did feel like I was watching Stranger Things. See, it I never really watched did. Stranger Things, so I can't. Relate. So, so, so I mean, basically, it's just the little kids running around all over the place. And, and, and 
for some people that's great and they and they like stranger things and that's fine but it, it, that's the other thing this this stopped being to me this the, part of the what i liked about the original ghostbusters is it was still it was very much a comedy I don't feel like this was that much of a comedy. This, at this times. had some good funny moments, and and Paul Man. Rudd is good in it. Paul Rudd is turning into Paul Rudd, I think, in every movie. I think. Well, but but again, I mean, I didn't. Find I wouldn't it. class this as an as a comedy, though. I'd right. class it whereas as a Ghostbusters was a comedy. Ghostbusters was a comedy. Yeah, this was not a comedy. This this was hey, there is some. This comedy. was a, like a you know an action, I suppose. Right, and, and so they've kind of moved it into. You know, I'll, I, I don't want to call it horror. I don't want to call it thriller. No, it's it has a it's the the perfect level of scare factor for me, which is right, almost close to zero because I'm not a big fan of horror. Well, again, and, and that reminds me of the Stranger Things stuff. And so I know you did, you said you didn't see it, but no, again, I mean, really, it's just like. And then the other part being is like, okay, so the the four the three of them show up. Only basically at the end for the end battle, it, it feels like it just felt hokey that suddenly they show up, and it's like they show up, and you just know, you just know right off the bat that it's like, okay, in the end, one of the kids is going to save the day because it's not going to be them because we can't let the we can't let the original save the day. We have to have the kids save them in some way, shape, or form. And and the other thing is, I, I do kind of laugh because it's like, okay, you established Paul Rudd. So basically Paul Rudd became Rick Moranis in that he ends up becoming... In a little the, bit. I mean, he had some relevance and he became a love right, interest but, for the mother. But it would have been really interesting from a different perspective if, Rick, if, if Paul Rudd ended up being being one of the people who was helping to stop. Yeah. I think that this. was, I think that was the, the premise. I think when I saw the trailers, it was like, Oh, Paul Rudd's going to be in charge of this operation. Well, and no, no, no. Didn't. He, right. And, and I don't need him to be in charge of the operation, but I thought it would have been cool for him to be with the kids saving the day more instead of what it turned out to be. And that's the other thing. Um, the dirt farm thing after a while got to be annoying and some and and you know the town thinks he's crazy, and then the town gets gets infested with all this stuff, and suddenly we don't really see the town. We see some of the townspeople, but nobody's sitting there going, "Oh wait, crap! Maybe that crazy guy was right." We don't see any of that. And where are the cops? Well, the one I mean, cop that was like, the father of the Trevor's love interest. Yeah, but again, like. When all this goes down, where are the cops? It's a tiny you little know. town. You got one yeah, cop. But, okay, where's the one cop? Good question. Well, that's what but I. But when need. the police show I mean, up, that's when you lose the suspension of disbelief. And in fairness, there was more than one cop. There were a couple of cops. There were quite a. There was at least. Okay. It seemed like there was at least. Oh yeah, two there were a couple behind the desk. Yeah. Okay. Right. There seemed to be at least two or three cop cars that were available. So let me get back to my first question. What did you like about this film? It was what it was, which is, you know, there's there's a touching moment there when 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 Egon shows up and, yeah, at the end, and yeah. all of that. And and there certainly are some elements that are that are worthwhile. But, you know, I can't put this at, at four out of five. 
you know, I'll, I'll give it three, okay. but I'm not giving it, I'm not giving it, I'm not giving it four out of five. I mean, the most intrigued, and then the other thing that's interesting is the other post credit scene that you didn't talk about, which is this weird kind of possibility that Winston's going to set up a yeah, whole new Ghostbusters with, with a whole new Ghostbusters. But the interesting part about it is it seems like it's all going to be in New York. So what are the kids and Paul Rudd all done and we're not going to get the call the kids and Paul Rudd? I mean, it just seemed very strange in the fact that it's like you established all these characters and now it seems like you're not really going to use those characters. Well, you don't know that for a few. Well, but it doesn't seem like it based on the way the post credit scene. Well, I don't think up. they're going to I don't know if they're going to stay there. I don't know. Well, There's again, no, no reason the they couldn't the, go and visit. Well, but the point being is the way the post credit scene is set up is, is that they're put, they're putting the band back together. They're putting the band back together and they're doing it in New York. Yeah. Well, okay. It doesn't seem like those people move to New I mean, it's it's a real simple fix, which is, you know, maybe they're there in New York helping to to set up the new to set up reset up the the fire the fire station again, but they don't they're not doing that. I mean, and I get it. They didn't want to pigeonhole themselves on some of this either. Maybe, but to me, well, yeah, the, of... the 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 second post credit scene they set it up for a sequel, and what that was that's predictable because you right. never know but, if it's going to go. Is, it's going to be a success or not. But the point being is, is that you could have set it up for a sequel with the fact that you've established your. I mean, with the way that they're set, with they've established a direction in terms of kind of almost like a Ghostbusters International kind of thing. Okay, so where do the kids fall into that? Because you're not dragging kids into this, you know, unless you're gonna you're gonna fa- based on some of the ages of those kids, you can't even fast forward time and go, hey, guess what? These kids are older now, and now they're part of the Ghostbusters program. I mean, unless you're gonna wait a, f- a few more years in which they get into their late teens, early twenties. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, again, I think I think you're overthinking the second post credit scene. No. Well, but the point is, is that if you're trying to set up a franchise, what again, if your goal is at some point to set up the franchise, then well, the goal is to set up maybe for a sequel. And that's right. what they did. So well, the sequel that, could oh, be but, anything. But the point being, OK, but the point being is, Mike, if you're going to set up a sequel, then you need to be also setting up new characters for said sequel well, along might, the way. That might happen. And I, well, but okay, based on the way that that ending is, I don't see them having done that at all. I don't see them having done that at all. It was just kind of the story to get us there to get to uh, who knows what. Um, and, and I'm not saying I'm not interested in who knows what down the road. Um, but at so the same I, time, I it's, it's. Yeah, I, got yeah, I don't know. I got a question for you, Jeff. Did you feel. Uh, that portions of the movie felt like more of a retread. That it was still know, there was a quite quite a lot of retread in this. Yeah, but I think it was done well enough where it didn't just stand on the nostalgia alone. The characters mm, were interesting I think it enough. Did. I think it did. I think it did, so, and 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 because you don't know you don't know Stranger Things, it felt like the characters were stereotypes of the Stranger Things kids. I really did. I mean, I really felt like that's basically what we did was basically we took we took the same concepts that everybody complained about in Force Awakens and then, oh, but we're going to add some Stranger Things kids and and we're going to not make it funny as much as it's going to be more of a suspense. 
a low-level suspense kind of action thriller with a little sprinkle of comedy here or there. And and to me, that's... I mean, it did well enough. I'm glad it did well, and maybe it'll it'll work out. But, you know, it's good enough, in my opinion, to get where it needs to go. But, you know, I, I can't sit there and go, oh, yeah, it was totally four out of five. No way. So, so, they were, so, uh, so there's portions of the movie that, you know, as much as you would like to, you know, say, yeah, this is, this is great, it just – there was just certain areas in the movie that just didn't impress Ghost, Ghostbusters Afterlife has a 94% audience score and a 63% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. So Ooh. I would be on the other side of that critic score. Yeah. I wouldn't and, be that high all... in the audience score, but... And, and that's great if you're... Again, and that's great if that's what they're getting. We'll see. Hmm. I mean, again, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's yeah. I, Okay, can we safely we can agree to disagree and you know? Just no, I guess we will I disagree. Mean, I mean, because uh, I mean, just the polite way of yeah, okay, you you know the movie brought certain <laughs> things to you, Jeff, and the yeah, the movie brought certain things to you, Mike, and yeah, I mean, you know, uh, this is well. The point being is, if, if I'm going to of opinion, right? Well, the point is is that I can't rate four out of five because. As much as I want to sit there and go, well, you know, it's a popcorn movie, it's this, it's that. There are other movies that I've seen recently that fit that same category that do a better job. And so to, for me to sit there and say, I'm going to give it four out of five, I just can't do that. Uh, okay. there, there's, there's, there's other movies that are out there that have been out there more recently that if I sit there and say, you know, you know, like, for example, I mean, you know, Mike, Mike has it, you know, I don't know. This was a little bit, I mean, I would put this based on what, well, here. No, see, the problem is Ivan hasn't seen Ghostbusters, but to me, I thought Eternals was okay. I didn't think it was great. And, and, or I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. And I would sit there and say, I would, I would say that, that, that they're similar, but yet it's funny. I feel like Eternals did a better job than Ghostbusters Afterlife. So okay, and and that and that that that's fair to your opinion, right? Yeah, right. That's that's the only difference. That's the only place where Mike and I have a difference of opinion. Is is if I'm going to grade if I'm going to grade out, I can't grade out that high. Jeff thought it was just okay. I thought it was pretty good. Well, you know, hey, you know, like it says, we got Cisco and Ebert in the house. There we go. And 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 we're not we're not so binary as the thumbs up and thumbs down. I mean. Thumbs well, down. You know, Thumbs down. <laughs> well, all I can Two say is... Two snaps and a twist, bitch. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> well, we have you... And if those who don't know, I mean, um, when Ivan and I were doing the radio show and I I do my movie reviews, and uh, that's where the out of five yeah mans came from, is just Ivan. So when yeah, I did yeah. my movie time, movie time reviews... Uh, on mm-hmm. on our old radio show, that's where uh, the five yeah mans came from. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, man. And uh, so, with that being said, you know, so yeah, uh, you know, but but the takeaway, I think, you know, though it, you know, it meant to you way differently from one person to the next, but had enough in it to engage you, you know. 
Because I wasn't looking for the similarities between that and Stranger Things because I never saw Stranger Things. Right, exactly. I was so, told to watch it because it's all about the member berries and the eighties nostalgia. I'm like, nah. Right. Okay, and, and uh, okay, and fair enough that that element was not in the mix. So, so I didn't draw it. that comparison as I was watching this. Well, right. again, the other part that I kind of find annoying is, what's that? You know, is again, you know, I, I kind of feel a little. I, I gotta tell you, it's a little bait and switchy too in the fact that it's like. Oh, we're gonna have them all back together again. Yeah, for approximately five. Yeah, I mean, we did get him. I did. We did get her make the phone call in the trailer, and she'd called Ray. We knew that was gonna happen. At least she was gonna. They were gonna. She was gonna talk to Ray on the phone. Mm -hmm. But as far as I know, the original, like Ernie Hudson and uh, Bill Murray, were not in any of the trailers. As far as I remember, right? But the point being is. You know, a lot of the forget the trailers. Let's talk about a lot of the the spin that was out there, though, in terms of articles. And I, when I say that, I'm not talking about the usual shit posting fan sites. We're talking about you know your entertainment weeklies, your varieties, and they're talking about how great it is that all four, you know, all three of them are going to be back and, and all the stuff. It's like it's one scene. It's literally one scene. It's literally one scene. That's it. And and that's all they're there for. And I, I just kind of feel like... And I don't know that I needed all of them all the way through the entire movie, but with the way they kind of set this up, it basically was, okay, here they are, all four, all three of them in one scene. But I... And, and, and other, than, other than the phone call... But it's kind of funny, because with the phone call, even, it's like, you could have had... You could have had Ray show up early on going, hey, I traced the phone call to hear what's going on. And then he calls in the others. You could have done stuff like that and brought him more involved and where it could have been more of a connection that way. But they they chose not to just like they chose to not make Paul Rudd into one of the real, real heroes of the movie. They chose just basically to go with the kids, the kids and the mom. And it's like, OK, I guess. Well, it's like kind of the well, like going that Goonies route, I guess. Like yeah, Goonies with shine. Goonies, right? The Goonies would be another example of what I'm, what, what I'm thinking about too, which is it's all about which little, is obviously you know, you know Stranger Things is somewhat based on that as well. Right, exactly. But Goonies is a perfect comp enough for you to get the. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's Goonies meets The Force Awakens. Mm. And, okay. and that's just the best way I can I didn't put see, it. Oh, is, they, weren't, they weren't on Jakku. They didn't, I didn't see any sand. It's on all dirt, but I didn't see any sand. Well, in terms of the fact that they rehash plot. <laughs> True that. Yeah, there was a lot of... Okay, I mean, you know, being a, being a lover of Goonies right. myself. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think we can move on from this subject. I think with all we've, we've discussed on this, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, it's available for rental, and it's out there. So. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. If, you feel, so, if you feel so inclined. Please. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we got any other news? Yeah, we do. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. So it, I guess there's the possibility of another Star Trek movie with the Chris Pine, Zach Gray, Quentin Tito They're cast. prepared to have talks, so there are no talks yet. Right. There's right. something That's... else that came up at the Paramount the Viacom slash Paramount shareholders meeting when right. they revealed all this information is that, that this is 
what they're they have hopefully in the works maybe who knows right and they they don't and again it's funny when they announce stuff like that because they've announced projects in the past that ended up where in the end um it they never happened they don't they don't yeah sounds they, like they warner brothers fire. sounds like the dcu again yeah they're a little bit worse than that though um mm-hmm. but one of the projects they did announce and we kind of already made we've kind of made fun of it already is okay Ooh. paramount's ordered Yellowstone 1932 um, was an, another generation forward or two from yeah. 1883. I we we I was making jokes the other day where it's like, okay, Yellowstone, the next generation, Yellowstone in space, you know. Um, yes, I was. I, I got a yeah. I was I was doing the doing the raffles uh, from that. You know, so. Star Trek: The Yellowstone Generation. I don't know. I mean, you're on my space land. Uh. Now, now it's like it's like what 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 Yellowstone do we want after 1932? I'm thinking That's 80s. The, let's do Yellowstone 35 BC, where it's the, yeah. they're in yeah, togas. Ju- how about how about Jurassic Yellowstone? Jurassic Yellowstone. Uh, yeah. yeah, wrestle up them dinosaurs. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Duttons, meet the Duttons. They're the modern Stone Age <laughs> yeah, Western <laughs> group. That's my brontosaurus burger, bitch. That's right, you know. Another more important than family, huh? Wrestle those <laughs> Meet George Dutton. Do 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 Duttons in space. But it's like. I mean, seriously, I get that they have a, fr- I get they have a franchise, and they're trying to, and they're trying to build off of it, you know. Yeah, and but, this like, one dude simple, who's he, he created the last castle, and he's created Yellowstone as well as 1883. So they're think I think it seems like they're putting all the rags in one basket with this one dude. Well, again, the other thing is, is so, but it, you know, like for example, the one that's with no, what's, what's, name, what's the name of that show with Jeremy Renner? Oh, <laughs> the dig, the dig something, or, or no, not yeah, the, the I, mayor of Kingstown. That's it. Mayor of Kingstown. That was that. I could, I couldn't really watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's it just funny to me because it's like, it, it, they basically are going off the same idea and premise of of csi yeah you know which is right you know law, it, it, or it's like, how many law and order spinoffs do you need yeah well one the rest are true um you know uh speaking of which that's coming back soon then the law and order's coming back in the next yeah they're bringing back the, original, the one guy yeah the yeah the original DA. one is coming back yeah um uh, with with the whole thing with um the guy from man i'm telling you they really do need to have what's his name like do like the whole Law and Order burn notice thing. Whoa! Because it's Jeffrey Osborne from Burn Notice. I would be like, I really want him to be like, when checking out a homicide, one needs to really understand. Like do the whole like burn, <laughs> like do like the whole burn notice like soliloquy. You know, yeah, the whole monologue. You know? Yeah, like the whole burn notice monologue that he would do that was like the voiceover, except do right, it for like right. do it for like Law and Order, which I think would be great. <laughs> I think it would be great. It's like what understand when, when dealing with when, when dealing with you know when dealing with when dealing with the DA's office, it's important to establish the chain of command. 
On this particular occasion, we didn't do that. So we had to find a more creative way to deal with the problem. You know, <laughs> so, well, you know, again, yeah, I'm just throwing yeah, stuff out okay. there. Uh, but, but the, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just made me laugh when I saw the, the Yellowstone third, <laughs> no, 1932. No, 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 I apologize. Was oh, no, I mean, it's like, it's like 1883 and then 1932. And it's like, it's like, it's like, wait, okay, what, what, what's next? Yellowstone, Yellowstone, the hippie years, Yellowstone, the eighties, Yellowstone, the flamethrower. Uh, Yellowstone, the circus. Yeah, seriously. Yellowstone, the carnies. There you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yellowstone, the haunted. Oh, well. Yellowstone in space is my favorite. I do like the idea. Yeah, well, the, the, cowboy, the cowboy hats on top of the fishbowl space helmets. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Mission. How about how about how about Mission Yellowstone Impossible? You know, there you go. <laughs> or Top Gun. Top Gun Yellowstone. <laughs> you know, I mean, here we go. Here we have the ultimate classic matchup: Optimus Prime versus Beth. You know, yeah. versus Beth Dutton. I don't know the Optimus Prime women's that one. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's quite the feisty one. Yeah, she, she I don't when know. she's uh, swearing like a sailor and breaking yeah, people's cell phones. And... I don't think Optimus so, wins. I think yeah. he might lose that one. Um, speaking of, of losses, Avatar has lost being the third most popular, whatever the hell movie the it highest, is, dom- domestic gross film. Uh, fell when, 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 to uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah, so that's there's that. Uh, we already mentioned that apparently Tom Hart Holland's Uncharted did 44 million over the weekend, which is pretty Yay. good for a movie that I I honestly didn't know anything about. Uh, apparently, Amazon is doing uh, an animated called the from the boys spinoff called Bob. Diabolical. I will tell Mike now. You're probably not going to want to watch it because it's pretty damn bloody. Probably the same uh, as uh, Invincible. Yeah. Uh, Just go follow no, that. No, I gotta be honest with you. Invincible is tame compared to what I saw. Yeah. Okay. Follow a uh, bad Superman trope. Got it. Um. I don't even think it's really about Homelander. I I don't know. I didn't fully. Uh, that brings us to brings us to another part of this, which is, so I don't know if, you know, we, we've talked about George Perez in the past. George, uh, has ended up in hospice, but so far so good. Uh, but so DC and Marvel finally agreed that they were going to do a reprinting of the actual justice league Avengers that, took place in the early 2000s and the proceeds are going to go to the hero initiative, which with, which is helping comic book creators in need uh, specifically. Uh, nice. And, and there's a few bonus pieces to all of this in, in, in this regards in terms of uh, <laughs> pardon me, um, some, introdu- some introductions mm-hmm. and different pieces along those lines. The other reason why I'm bringing this up is 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 George is, George Perez is thrilled that this is happening, 
What's not so thrilling is, and I get that they needed to do this so that George would actually see it come to fruition because yeah. of timing. But mm-hmm. apparently there's only 7,000 available of this. Ooh. And we're already seeing we're already seeing people who have confirmed that they're getting a copy selling it at, at other places for oh, ridiculous man. sums of money. Oh, like man. I want to say like close to 900 bucks. Oh, for God's sake. Why? Why? Um, because people, the market demands it. Because the market demands it. Because capitalism. Because capitalism. And, and it, it, it's like I get the, the other side of it, which is, yes, you wanted to do this for George. You wanted George to be around for it. You wanted George to see it. And, and, and so certain things you couldn't do. You, and, and to arrange it in the way that it's been arranged and how it's been done – Yes, you you couldn't do it fast. You wouldn't be able to do it fast enough unless you had a you had a limited you had a limited release. The unfortunate part about that that limited release is is what is some of this other part that's going on, which is that there are unfortunately assholes who've decided that they're going to take advantage of this, and like and that's un, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. It really is. Right. Um, I wish I wish that that wasn't. Uh, well, yeah, I wish I was that. I hope I wish that was part of business, but that's how it is. That's how it is. You know, and I think the worst part that makes me the most angry. Here's the part that really makes me the most angry about it. The okay, proceeds please. to this book are going to the Hero Initiative, which is supposed to help comic creators. Because keep in mind, right. a lot of these guys are, are are independent contractors or 1099 workers. Usually, not everybody has the big big money. Or made it big, or has those possibilities, or quite frankly, you know, one illness and it can wipe you out. So, right. so to me, what's really frustrating about people who are selling on the secondary market for those numbers is, is that, is that yeah, he's not getting that money. Well, it's not even he; it's the charity is not the getting the money. Not get the, yeah, the charity's not right. going to get. They're the they're money. making these people are making a profit off of off something that is specific. That is specifically, the proceeds are going to charity. Oh, well, in that case, I'll jack up the price so I can make money on it. I yeah, would put money in a lot. On the backs of everybody else who was doing this honorably. Well, the, the frustrating part is it would be different if I was hearing stories like, hey, I am selling on the secondary market and I am giving the proceeds to, to – um, to the Hero Initiative, but but, but you know that's not happening. Seen, but have you seen those? Right, that that you you know that that's not what's what's going on, or not what's. Uh, going come on, please, okay. And so that's unfortunate. If that's what the market uh, is going for, then then that's so, then so be it. Yeah, yeah, but but again, uh, it, it's shady. It's shady, and I get what you're saying, Mike, but it's it's kind of shady in the fact that it's like this isn't just. You know, you want to you want to you want to make a profit off off of it. You want to I don't know what the I don't know what the going rate is for the piece, but and you can you make know, a tax deductible donation after you, you know, after you, you make all your money from selling think, it. Okay, I doubt that they're doing it, but well, some people might. Some people are, you know, some people oh, may no, be more I, noble than you think. Oh no, no, we're going to only speculate though. 
But if no. the market, if that's what the market demands, it's going for, then that's you know people that's what people are willing to pay for it. Well, and, as, and all Can't of us being collectors, that. we're aware of this. Okay. Yeah. So as collectors, we, we know. Yeah, you know. So here, these are the occupational hazards that are out there. When when you're collecting something, when you 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 know the value of something, and then you know you have the fortune of knowing how much more value that has for that something, you know, and uh, yeah, it, it just blows my mind that there's a guy out there playing a hundred forty thousand dollar copy of Do I Love You? Yes, I do. By Frank Wilson tonight, <laughs> but the, yeah, but they pay for it. One of th- one of four copies in all the world, but yeah, <laughs> nah. yeah. Well, so again, because I know we, we were kind of running all along, uh, we, we've kind of reached the John Cena portion of of the news, which is first of all, James God, Gunn made an announcement that uh, made an announcement that basically peace, the Peacemaker finale had the highest single day performance for an HBO Max original series ever. And the final viewing, the finale viewing was up 44% from the premiere. Um, so, nice. so sounds like that's going well. Speaking of things that are going well, so John Cena is scheduled to star in in a movie that is basically being called Coyote versus Acme for Warner Brothers. Oh. My understanding is, is it's supposed to be an animated. And the and Wiley Coyote is suing Acme over defective products. <laughs> That's interesting. I'd, I'd watch it. Plot twist. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing we should talk about. The, I know Mike saw it. So the Chippendale, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers thing. Yeah. Apparently, so Disney Plus is coming out with. Is this going to be oh. in theaters? Or is it going right to Disney Plus? No, I believe it's going straight to Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, it seems interesting. I wasn't never big, not a big fan of the show, but I remember Chip and Dale obviously from my old Disney days. But and I like the fact that one is cell drawn, the other one CG. Uh, I like that one. I like that angle. I I, I like the premise. It's something yeah. new. It's something fresh. It's something unique. Yeah. Uh, I I like that they're they're looking at that from a different perspective. And the only reason I remembered it was because of this thing where, yeah, John Cena is going to be in this Coyote versus Acme where he's suing. Um, so there's well, that. Here's here's the uh, here's something uh, to paint out of your picture. Uh, the uh, the fact that My Little Pony makes an appearance in the movie. Yeah, how is well? I mean, I mean, because that's like. My Little Pony is a Hasbro property, but I mean, Disney has cooperated with Hasbro before because obviously Hasbro makes Marvel Legends and Star Wars figures. So, right, but to have a, a Hasbro franchise make an appearance in a Disney film is interesting. Yeah, it's quite the angle, isn't it? I mean, the, yeah. about the whole, uh, you know, CGI with 2G draw. And, and uh, you know, having seen, you know, pictures, I haven't seen any actual footage yet, but these are from photographs on uh, Facebook. And, yeah. Oh, well, for the Chippendale. Look at this photograph. For the Chippendales thing? For the Rescue yeah. Ranger thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. No, there's yeah. a there's a full-on trailer. I put it out there. 
Oh, yes, okay. Ivan, there's a trailer. I'll tell yes. you from what I saw. Ivan, I Ivan only, Ivan's not big on moving pictures. He's still on photographs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's just an back. But, but, yeah, no, but I, I did like the uh, Rescue Rangers back in the day. I did watch that, you know, along with Tailspin and, you know, some of the other, uh, when Disney, for me, when Disney was, you know, good then, when I was worth watching them. You know. Well, you know, back when life was just a hurricane in Duckburg. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, you know, DuckTales, there you go. And, uh, and, uh, and I think... I think They really should them. bring that back as just a connected universe thing where it's like Chip and well, Dale with the Rescue Rangers and then Darkwing Duck and then yeah, have a Duck DuckTales. Gizmo and, Duck and... Yeah, like a superhero block. It's yeah. not even superheroes. It could just be kind of a connected universe kind of thing. That would be them. cool. That would be well, cool. Did they, you know, didn't they be... not cancel that series with uh, Huey, Louie, and Dewey and Uncle Scrooge, who was voiced by David Tennant? Is that still going know. on? I, don't I know. think they canceled that show. I'm um, I can't give you. I can't give you an answer to that. No, but that show ran really. for a long time. It did run for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm not oh, sure. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Taco Bell is bringing back the Choco Taco. Choco Taco. Mm, I don't know. I want the uh, t- you know Taco Pizza. You mean the Mexican uh, pizza? The Mexican pizza. Yeah, that's the one. Well, right now you're going to have to do it with the Choco Taco. Okay. Uh, how about you, Mike? Nope. I like them, them, but usually I can go and get them at, like, the store for cheaper, I think, still. I don't don't think you need to go to, like, you can get them and not go to Taco Bell. Like, Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, it's not like you need to go to Taco Bell to get a Choco Taco. You can get one at, like, 7-Eleven or some shit like that. You know, and it's probably, and it's probably, you know, you could go to the store and like buy a box, and it'll come out cheaper than buying it from Taco Bell. Now, in fairness, <laughs> now in fairness, if it, if you just get back and you've been drunk and you've been, you know, and you're looking for something to scarf down at three in the morning, Choco Taco sounds great. You know, as long okay. as you, as long as you, as long as you didn't have beer before you eat the Choco Taco, in which case then you're, it's gonna be nasty as hell. And I don't want you in my, I don't want you in my car because you're gonna throw up. No, 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 no! I can't do that to nobody, man. But you know, like I says, I, I've been. I learned that. I learned that the hard way. I'll never forget that. No, I was at. No. The, I was I, at. I, um, I, I, <laughs> what was that? So I, we were down on Ontario Street, and yeah. we went over to the 50s McDonald's, and I had a milkshake. I didn't think nothing of it, and so we went over to Excalibur, and <laughs> oh, we're going up there dancing. And and I I go and I get an Ice House beer, and I start drinking it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and like the rest of the night, I was just like. <laughs> like, well, I didn't do that, but literally, like everybody else was like, go running around trying to like get girls, and I'm like, I'm gonna sit over here. Let me know. When oh my gosh, Let me know when I can go home because I really don't want to be here. No more. I have a, I have an Excalibur story. <laughs> I have an Excalibur story. Uh, mm. It was one night I was 
you know, uh, there was a band that uh, they called themselves the Four Way Window Pane, and uh, they were doing a performance at Excalibur. Okay, and I went over there to do this interview. To do this interview, and um, so then what happened was that um, uh, they go ahead. Hey, you know how's it going? Having this wonderful time, right? You know, so talking with the band, getting footage. And all of this really cool stuff happening. Hey, won't you come back to our house? I was like, all right, cool. You know, that's when I had the uh, the the, uh, the Choco, CRV. Choco? The, no, the, the CRV. Remember that car, Mike? <laughs> CRV. Man. Uh, no, not CRV. The uh, uh, the the Beretta. Remember? <laughs> I remember the Killer Beretta. Car. Okay. Yeah, I had killer car back then. <laughs> That's all another story. But anyway, yeah. So decided to go ahead and uh, uh, go hang out at this guy at these guys' place. Okay, so you know, go over there, and I'm gonna get this interview. So then, what happens? You know, I mean, all this stuff happening from X Excalibur, and then over now at their place. So you know, walk into the front room and everything. And there's all manner of all different type of things to imbibe yourself with. You know, and the nice young lady comes and says, "Oh, please help yourself." Well, come to find out that the one of the guys, the member in the band, used to do videos at Crowbars, which was a very popular bar in Chicago back uh, mm-hmm. in the in the '90s, you know, and in the 2000s. And so, <clears throat> after that whole situation, I'm watching all these videos and having a hell of a good time and everything. Finally, after I got many interviews, I get back into the old Beretta and driving down the street. And so I'm looking up, and oh no, here come the cops! <laughs> and so then they pull me over and. The guy just goes ahead and he looks at me and I go, hi, officer, how are you this evening? And he goes, where are you coming from? And I says, I came back from a party. I had some beer. I did some drugs. I'm pretty high right now, but my house is only three blocks away. And that cop stood there and did not believe that I had told him the truth straight boldly. To which then he replied, I'm going to be right behind you. I'm going to watch you go into your house. I'm going to sit in front of your house. If I see your ass come out of that house, you're going to jail. So I guess that's just his way of saying thank you for not putting me through a whole bunch of unnecessary paperwork. Okay. So, you know, got myself to the house and I went inside (laughs) and you didn't see my ass again, but that's my... That's my Excalibur story. Uh, hanging out with a bunch of guys called the four-way window pane. Memories to you guys. <laughs> Too bad that place is not there anymore, though, Excalibur. I think it's something else now. I can't remember. We we actually looked it up a while ago. Yeah. I know, um, I know, it's something it's, else, but... Uh, yeah, but man. The only other... Place. Okay, go ahead. The only other thing I've got is... Okay, so apparently... See, here's here's an example of where God bless him. Uh, so apparently, Francis Ford Coppola has a movie that he wants to make. Okay. And apparently, none of the studios are really all that interested in helping him create this or finance it. And he has basically sat there and said, "All right, I'm going to plop down 120 million of my own money," and he doesn't care about the financial implant impact. Apparently, it's a passion project of his called Megalopolis that he wrote back in the 80s 
Uh, and Ooh. he's in talks with Oscar Isaac, Forrest Whitaker, and Kate Blanchett about Ooh. being in the film. Uh, apparently, wow. uh, his, here's the most interesting comment. His, uh, Hollywood executives reacted to his megalopolis pitch, quote, the same way they did when I had fought, won five Oscars and won the hottest film director in town and walked in with Apocalypse Now. And they said, quote, and, and he said, I'd like to make this next week. Uh, I own Apocalypse Now. You know why I own Apocalypse Now? Because no one else wanted it. That's right. So apparently Coppola is willing to, to plop down $120 million of his own money okay. to create this movie. And and see, this is why I laugh when certain people are, are out there bemoaning about the state of movie theaters and all this shit today. It's right. like, you know what? Some of you guys are sitting on big, huge piles of cash. Not movie movie studio wads and piles of cash, but enough that you guys, you know, that you guys could, in theory, you know, you guys can make some of the stuff that you're talking about making. Um, I don't know. Good on him. I say. Sure. Wants to spend go. his own money, yeah. make his own, you know, gamble his own, you know, put well, his money where well, his mouth is. No, we all have things that we're passionate about, and if if we're in the position to make that happen, why the fuck not? Well, again, and but that's that's the point. Is there how many times have we heard other people sit there and go, Ramona's like, I can't get my movie made because the studios. Well, well, okay, some of the people who are bitching the loudest are people who are sitting on a significant amount of, of money that quite frankly, you know, they, they, they can make this project if they wanted to, you know, how many times, you know, the, the Jodie Foster's of the world, it's not like she's freaking broke. I mean, I understand you need a lot more money than that, but you know, to sit there and say that Jodie Foster can't figure out a way to make a big time movie or figure it out with streaming services then that that's 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 on them. That's not us. But right. Yeah. No, exactly. But like I said, I, I only wanted to bring it. That's that's kind of the basics of what we got news wise. Uh, there we go. Okay. You know, well, again, I guess the, you know, uh, we're kind of quiet until you know, technically Batman's next weekend. But you know, it's kind of right now. You know, with nothing on the Marvel shows and not until what the end of March. Done, or? Right, and no Star Wars, and hmm. you know, and and DC in the DC stuff is not happening on 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 Warner Brothers. There's no real Star Trek around. Uh, we're in a we're in a little bit of a lull period here. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, Moon Soul Moon Soul Music. Uh, we're starting to slowly perpetuate to start getting some more content on uh, Moon Soul Music. So you know, look for little drops in a bit, and of course, uh, I will have the schedule for the uh, March dates up shortly uh, later on this well short well later on this week and, um, and then uh, let's see yeah so you know and then uh, can't wait to get to uh, Dairy Con it's coming up fast yeah. what six weeks six weeks man 
Yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to, you know, give you an extended call, my man, and uh, talk about uh, what Fred would like to do with entertainment. Well, you, so, you got to talk to him. All right, then I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll kick it back to him there. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. all right. We're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. When you YouTube, click the bell, subscribe, you know, negative content. Download the show, your usual podcast hosting platforms, i.e. Google, Apple, Spotify, anchor.fm slash SOTRT. Uh, follow us on Facebook and, of course, Ivan's naughty Jive and Ivan's Vibe Tribe as well. We're a little saucy <laughs> over there. Uh, Jeff is everywhere at Steinamite Productions. Ivan is on Twitch at Java and Ivan. Email us at SOTRTPodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, thanks for all the people who popped in to listen for a bit here on Clubhouse. Yes, thanks so very much for joining us here. And we will have more for you next week as we uh, give you uh, it right here at the Squares of the Roundtable live, recorded just before your ears. So, uh, hey, Jeff, any before, last words? Before your ears? After before. them, or in front of them, or beside them. In them? I don't know. In them. I don't know. Put us in your ears, please, and thank mm. you. Beans in my ears. Beans in my ears, beans in my ears.